What about you, James? You still have your tablet? It's in a box. It was the computer that was blamed on all the hacking incidents at work. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you hacked you hacked them? Well, the compute the name, the DNS, like the number or whatever the IP hacked them. You're like, what kind of idiot names a computer infiltrator sixty nine? Basically. Like, Wait. <laughs> Wait a minute. Basically. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to IO Panel Podcast. My name is Evan. I'll be your host for this week. As usual, uh, joining me are Mike and James. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Good to hear. James, your silence speaks volumes. No. <laughs> no, everything's good, man. I'm, everything, everything's fine. It's another uh, another fine Sunday afternoon you know, with the gang, so it's good to go. We're good to do go. Mean, do you mean that, though? I do mean that. I do mean that. It's oh, always a pleasure uh-huh. doing sitting I, here on the podcast with you guys. I don't think he does. I don't think he's genuine. You always got to assume there's a little bit of sarcasm from all of us, really. <laughs> um, but I believe him. I try to disguise it as much as possible there. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's, I really can't stand both of you guys, and I hope you die in a fire. Like, <laughs> like thanks. <laughs> Trying to, what's that, what's the saying? Um, hiding in the open, or? Hiding in plain sight. Yes, yeah. right. Incognito. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, how was your weeks? Uneventful. Oh, uneventful. Yeah, okay, that's here. fair. Anything at all interesting? Mentally stimulating. New toys. I new started tricks. my my new job, quote unquote. All oh, right. How was uh, orientation? <laughs> Fine. Orienting. It It gave me some direction. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously it was New Year's this year um, or this past week. So, yeah, I went to orientation at the new job, which is fine. Um, You know, they just basically give you a little little presentation run down of the company and, you know, then. Or you know, rundown of all the benefits and stuff, the options, and you know, you they have you fill out a bunch of paperwork, or did you already do that, like before you were hired, basically? Filled out a bunch of paperwork before I was hired, then was handed a packet when I got there, and said, "Okay, here's all the stuff you'll have to fill out for to sign up for benefits." Oh right. <laughs> now, do you apparently you sign it all sign up for it using paper? Very weird. What do you mean? I mean, normally you go to a website and you pick, I want this health plan, I want this, I want that. Ah. That's what I've done it for the last, like, nine years. But okay. this time it was like, here's a piece of paper, check the option you want. Right. But, okay. So is this one of those, uh, the cases when starting a new job, you can pick sort of any health benefit and qualify without need for, you know, physical or you're sort of exempt from pre-existing conditions because that's the best case scenario. Then you can just, you know, if, if if you want to, you max everything out. 
like, you know, five times life insurance without, and you know, the insurance company can't be like, oh, you're overweight, risk for heart attack, denied. They, you're, you're sort of grandfathered in. I think that's the way it usually happens when you start a new job. Well, I've never had a problem signing up for health insurance because it's never asked me any questions like that. Got you. I've only ever had an issue with, like you said, life insurance. I tried signing up for that with the old company mm-hmm. for additional life insurance. I don't know why. Like after um, you already started? I started with the company, yeah. Right. But it was open enrollment season. Well, right. it, well it asks you all these health questions. I'm not going to lie. So, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah, and it's like, four, oh, you were 175, fucking jacked. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So I put truthful numbers there. And I was truthfully denied. So <laughs> <laughs> mistake number one. Right. Well, there you go. So wait. So this I'm one sorry. I didn't even look. This one I didn't even look. I was like, I don't give a shit. Whatever. The, That's probably the, fair. The default is fine. You know. You're like, because who's going to be your your beneficiary for your life insurance? Who do you yeah, think? Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's she going to do? Eh, beat it. You, Just right, give you were me denied the for year. life insurance. What, what were you denied for? I'm sorry. I was, I was denied for additional life insurance. Oh. You know, like, I want to be $300,000 in case I die, you know? Oh. Yeah. I would, okay. Regular life insurance is automatic, and you had just have it. Yeah, you get, like, one year. Yeah. One year's of pay or whatever. And then Let you me, can do, you know, multiples depending on your why'd you get denied, availability. Fat. Because he answered honestly. Like I've never idiot. been denied for life insurance, traditional <laughs> life insurance. I had, at CSC, I had, like, up to, like, I don't know, a couple million or something like that. Yeah, but see, that's. Did you change that after you, or was that like your initial? Uh, you know, when I got hired on, there. Yeah, so like they have to, they have to accept whatever you put there. Now, if you waited like a year and then tried to get more than your previous selection, then they'd be like, okay, we'll give, go to a doctor, give us your physical, answer these questions or something like that, and then they would deny you. Oh, geez. Huh. Well. Evan, that may be true. I did not try with this new one. Right. So, yeah, it, it, you're fine. But either way, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't, here, I don't needs it. Whenever so. you get a uh, direct hire job with the U.S. government, if that's your choice, uh, then you know better. And just I don't, I don't think it's my all choice, the maximums. But yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if if you get an offer, it's your choice whether to accept it or not. Maybe you have new goals in life, you know, the day before they give you the offer. Right. And you don't want that job anymore. That's right. You take that job and stuff it. No. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and, and, and then two days later, be like, yeah, Yo, you still got that job? I'm like, nope. <laughs> right. Oh, man. All right. So Mike's got a new job. Um, yeah, new job doing the same job. Yeah. Um, although I'm not actually working, so that's fun. Well, yeah. Comparable uh, comparable pay. I'm assuming you negotiated to at least what you were making. If negotiation, if you know, if they didn't just offer that to you straight away. Oh, I got a I got a little bump. Okay. So. Yeah. Excellent. That's always what you're looking for. Always gotta get a little bump, you know. Whether it's that or... Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Cocaine? (laughs) (laughs) Some some form of bump. That's all. 
That's all yep. I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and then it was New Year's Eve, obviously. So uh-huh. uh was with this guy for New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah, what are the, the festivities? What happened? Our co-host, our Catch other co-host here. You were uh, fraternizing with uh, long-lost friends and enemies and frenemies. Exactly. Um, yeah, we're just at the lo- the local watering hole, you know, <laughs> that we always frequent, you know, our usual spot. So with with pretty much the usual gang, there was one notable uh, absence. Uh huh. I don't know. I don't know where he was, but that's okay. He was He's, in Baltimore with his girl, with his girlfriend, I think. Baltimore. Mm. Mm-hmm. Balmer being a good police. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. It was it was a fine evening. Was uh, there a DJ? Yeah, there was actually. It was a good DJ too. Nice. He was forty. I asked him, I was like, "How old are you?" He's like, "I'm 40. I was like, "Yes, I could tell. All your music <laughs> is music that I would pick." <laughs> nice. So, Did yeah. you cut a rug? I didn't actually. I did wanted you sh- to shuffle around one of the tables a little bit and move the shoulders? I did do that. I worked the shoulders. <laughs> I jigged. I, I worked the hips a bit. You yeah. know, back and oh, forth. Oh, well, there a, you did go. A sh- did a shake, rattle, and roll, and then uh, I <laughs> had a tablespoon of champagne. Then I left. Oh. So it was an exciting evening of moderate exuberance, and then off to bed. I'm using vocabulary words here. I'm like, yeah, well, that's it was, good. It was a pretty subdued night, but it was all right. Good to hear. Yeah, uh, I actually did not get champagne drunk this time. Good. So, yeah. Does, does champagne give anyone else here a horrible headache immediately? Me? Me? Uh, immediately, yeah. no. Later, yes. <laughs> uh, well, I feel, as soon as I drink it, I feel, like, awful. Because you would drink a cheap champagne, my friend. No, it's like the cheaper the better, because it tastes less like real champagne. <laughs> it's like this is sparkling wine, perfect. Mm-hmm. Champagne <laughs> is in quotes on the label. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, I sent my old like boss's boss an email saying, you know, I resigned from the company. Yeah. You can't and, quit. You're fired. <laughs> no. He responded to me. He's like, oh, thank you for the notification. I understand. Blah, blah, blah. And he said, good luck in your you know, future endeavors or whatever. But, dude, he put good luck in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> so like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know if he, like, just meant good luck and, like, put it in quotes because he thinks, like, that's emphasis or something. Uh-huh. You know, or if he was like, good luck, a.k.a. go fuck yourself, you know, like, <laughs> don't let Liam Neeson hear that. <laughs> Why he likes quotes. I'll take him out. No, he, he, you remember the scene when he goes into the, the, the Serbian's apartment? I don't know what they were. <laughs> and it's like, hey, uh, you know, my friend asked me to, to have this translated for me. And he gives it to the guy and he's like, good luck. Good, yeah. He's like, aha, thank you. That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> right. Let the let the death commence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't think I did anything special for New Year's. I didn't watch the ball drop. I may have just been asleep. I don't know. 
or, or, you know, watching YouTube or old TV shows or something, but, uh, what old TV show? Very light. If I was watching an old TV show would have been, uh, some sort of Star Trek or QI. Um, maybe, Oh, maybe maybe I was watching an old episode of Orville or something like that. And by old, you know, like six months old. Right. But anyways, hmm. I still need to... to uh, did you guys watch that, by the way? Nope. It was pretty good. I think there are, uh, there are two episodes in now, because they aired the one last Sunday night, and then uh, I think their normal schedule is Thursday evenings. Oh, really? Or maybe right. they just aired an extra one on Thursday. I don't know, but they're they're two episodes in so far. Oh, I thought they were they would be on the Sunday night lineup. That but that may be not. their normal schedule. I I didn't actually look, but I know like Sunday and Thursday last week. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And okay. What else? What did I do? Um, I am working, but uh, you're not getting paid. Correct. I mean, really, the job is is reward in itself. You know, I do it for the people of uh, the United States of America. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you got to support the mission, Evan. I do. I believe in it. Mm-hmm. Believe in that mission. Right. Um. And well, I don't remember what I was going to say. Oh yeah, but at least, uh, I, sorry, a decision was made by IT to uh, suspend the requirement to go into the office during this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to, I can just work from home the whole time. So that's a little bonus. So I have bathed in weeks. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I used some, I, I took a shower last night. I was like, huh. <laughs> Hopped in the shower. Although I want to say some, a little bit about that in a second, but, um, I use my Dr. Squatch uh, Bay Rum Soap, I believe. Mm, that's good soap. Yeah, that's good soap, Mike. You ever yeah. use Dr. Squatch? No, I. as soon as I start getting paid again, I want to order some. So. Yeah, it looks, so it looks really weird because it's a square block. And you're like, this doesn't make sense. It doesn't seem like it would be comfortable on the body. Uh, but I know a lot of people use a washcloth for soap. I hate that. I use one of those... Uh, I'll call them soap socks, which I had given one to James with some Dr. Squatch in the past. Um, it's like a, it's kind of like one of those mesh loofahs, but it's just a pouch. You put a bar of soap in, you can rub it between your hands, get a nice lather with a little uh, exfoliating action. Hmm. But uh, yeah, it's my favorite way to use it. Mm-hmm. Well, and- I, as soon as I get paid, I'm, I want to order the, the variety pack or whatever of of uh, Dr. Squatch soaps. Yeah, but, they sell uh, a three-pack on Amazon. It's like 20 25 bucks or something like that, or $26, which is about the normal price. Um, especially if you have Prime, you don't have to pay the shipping from very, very Dr. Squatch himself. for soap. So. It's, art, it's artisan soap, you know. Right. Um, so you pay so, a yeah, little I'm, bit of a premium. I'm going to hold off on that. Till, uh... <laughs> yeah. Now, here's what I wanted to get back to. Um I know most of the time both you guys wear antiperspirant slash deodorant. Yes? Uh, Yeah, I do. Do you ever 
go without for a couple days? Sure, yeah. It's rank. It's rank. After okay. a day, it's like fucking onion soup. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So, I don't know if I'm misinterpreting my musk, but if I go a day or two, my armpits smell like coffee grounds. And I kind of like it. It's No one else likes it. Trust me. Like, that's a disease. Like, okay, well. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's a disease. I'm just saying nobody likes it. Don't go. Don't live your life thinking, oh, that's okay, and it's fine, and everyone thinks it's cool. No, no, no. no. Well, I, you know, I don't go uh, giving people noogies in the grocery store or anything. Um, but, you know, something I notice periodically, I'm like, I like it. So it's that's gross. it. Interesting. Do better. Interesting. My, so I'm just looking at mine here. It's a choice. James. It just it just says deodorant. It doesn't say antiperspirant. Good. Um. Stop wearing antiperspirant. So you're supposed to sweat. That stuff has like it'll cake right. your armpits with aluminum, give you Alzheimer's. I mean, I don't. I, I mine is just doesn't <laughs> give you Alzheimer's. Mine is just freaking Old Spice, man. Yeah, Old Spice does a good deodorant. It's they fine. Have great- it smells great. It lasts like hours and hours and hours. Maybe on Michael it might last less because he sweats a lot, but I don't sweat as much, so I don't have a problem with it. I mean, it's... I call me out. No, I'm just saying, no, you have a Everyone healthy... Everyone knows you're a heater. ...sweat diet, you know? <laughs> you're a healthy sweater. That's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, you're Old perfectly normal. great flavors. So, yeah, I just... But uh, I, I like it. I don't. I don't need anything crazy, and I don't need to not sweat. And, you know... Yeah, stop fighting your body. Yeah. So, good little uh, recap. Shall we get into a couple Please. news articles? Please, let's. Um. All right, so I think I'm first here with the first couple. Uh, so, let's just jump in. So, Trump, on, it looks like on June, on January 2nd, uh, he had the morning staff meeting, <laughs> and uh, at the morning staff meeting, he had a poster from it was a is a meme he posted in November fourth that had the Game of Thrones uh, type right game Game of Thrones font on it. It says sanctions are coming November fifth or whatever, and he posted it on Twitter. It was totally a meme. He probably I don't know where it came from, but you know somewhere who knows and then he got it printed and put on a big poster and laid it on the you know situ- situation room staff table or whatever in front of like in their big staff meeting and it just sat there in the whole staff meeting he's talking about random things with this fucking poster there i don't know it's just it's just kind of odd the state of our of the united states right now with trump and this whole thing it's just fucking weird um i just thought it was an interesting so little- does if you were like vice president or really anyone with some power in that room, um, would you remove it or flip it over? Or like, it seems like a total disrespect for the office and, you know, obviously very unprofessional. And it seems like people sort of let it happen just to laugh at now. Yeah. So it seems like. Either the president did it to troll all of us, or he did it 
which I I believe that he he like believes he looks at this he's like this is me being powerful and this is sanctions are coming and he gets the reference to Game of Thrones and he rep and he says you know there's power in this motif and he believes in it so that's why it's there and I think that's why it's there you know I think he probably showed them before the meeting started and it just let it sat there and nobody thought to walk and talk, take it away which they should have but it tells you about the people he has around him. You know, that either they're too scared to pick it up and take away, or he said, I want it there, and they said, okay. You know what I mean? It just I don't know, it says a lot about what's going on in the White House and how, like, crazy it's become right now. Kind of, It's kind of a weird place. Um, I have more eh, semi-related stuff to that for later that you guys will enjoy. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's all I had with that. It, it was like, a big on Twitter for a couple hours on the 2nd. Um. Yeah, I guess he has no one around him that says no. Yeah, or no, no one that says no he that doesn't. he also respects. He does. He, he can't no, just nobody say, says like, no. This is not befitting of. Yeah, nobody says leader. no. Nobody stop says no doing this. Yeah. He has more and more yes men, and every time he fires someone, he just replaces them with a an even more staunch yes man. You know, um, confidence is like. There's probably no, you know small amount of people who are waiting for that position because they want to make a name for themselves for being in any kind of administration. Oh, sure. Yeah. Being absolutely. close to a president. Absolutely. So HBO posted, <laughs> um, they said the company accused president Trump of misusing the show's trademark for its sanctions are coming tweet. Um, <laughs> and this is back in November. So they, they, they complained about this back in November. Um, Trump didn't care and then he po- made the poster and then put the poster up and I'm sure HBO's like what the fuck dude so anyway yeah a little bit of silliness for you um, sort of on a similar topic Um, uh, I don't have an article to back this up or anything but I had seen mention uh, of a former I think it was a former uh, Bush aide that says, you know, they they theorize that sometime this year, Trump will leave office or he'll step down um, from the office of president in exchange for immunity for his family in all the Russia investigations. Which would be interesting, uh, but shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> I don't think that'll that'll happen. Uh, and I mean, he's the president of the United States, so he'll get whatever he wants if he steps down. If the, if these, you know, because the company, the country, regardless of what happens, number one, there's still someone he put in. In if he stepped down, Pence would take over, and Pence would pardon him. Pence would pardon all of them. I'm sure of it. And even if Pence said no, I'm not going to pardon them, the Justice Department would say, "Hey, look." disappear into obscurity and we'll never talk about this again. You never talk about it again. We're all embarrassed by this. I mean, and I think that has nothing to do with the fact that they're his buddies or anything like that, or that Trump put them in power. I think it's just that the president getting fired or the president like about to be like to go down like this is so humiliating to the country as a whole 
that they wouldn't ex- let it stretch out any longer. They'd want it to just disappear. They wouldn't be like, yeah, we're going to take you to court and we're suing your son and your daughter's going to jail. It wouldn't do any of that. None of that would happen. His whole family would get off the hook and they just wander off back to Mar-a-Lago where they disappear into obscurity for the next five or ten years. What if he Some wrote Baron a book comes up like doing uh, heroin or something? <laughs> what if he wrote a book like uh, like O.J. Simpson did, but instead of saying "if I did it," he's like, "So what if I did it?" Probably that wouldn't surprise me. It's Trump, you know. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care. True, he'll probably he's die like fucking Marion Barry, dude. They fucking this guy could fucking he could blow fucking Putin, suck him clean off. And then the fucking Trumpers would be like, yeah, bring this guy back. He's great. He's awesome. He could I have do, a feeling you're not he wrong. He could do crack with fucking Putin in a hotel in D.C. And they'd be like, man, this is fine. It's okay. He's still good. He's still Trump. It's anyway. like, <laughs> we've, we've now got the best relationship with Russia in history. America yeah. number one. With like a number one written in cocaine. And be like, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, all right. Anyway. So. so oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no. You got anything else for this? Not for that, no. Okay. So the next one is another Trump thing. It's kind of on a roll. About these way, these all came from Russia today. Um, <coughs> or RT, the Fair and Balanced National, national News Organization of uh, the Russian... Uh, you know, of Russia. So anyway, this guy, a Canadian citizen, on New Year's Day, early in the morning, on Wednesday morning, he wanders onto the White House property, um, with two full bottles of Crown Royal, looking to speak to President Trump about to get dating advice from President Trump. He needed help finding a wife. He basically moved up. There's a bike stand. He moved the bike stand out of the way and then wandered onto the lawn. So <laughs> I don't know where he was. I, d- I just don't even understand it. But he did. He get he got onto the White House property. It says he and, jumped the fence. Is that not? N- no, accurate? he crossed. No, he moved a bike. There's a, a, a one of these bike racks. He moved the bike rack out of the way and was able to somehow get around it. I think it was a bike rack that was at one of the gates. So he like it was like the gate. Then the bike rack, then the gatehouse. And I think he moved the bike rack and went around the gatehouse. I think that's what happened because they caught him immediately. As soon as he went around, they caught him. And the sign says restricted area on it. So I think that's what happened. Or or this was the pre the the the, the before circle. It was the circle before you get to the uh, White House, the the kind of protector protective circle that is encompasses Pennsylvania Avenue and the surrounding streets, and he got onto that area. I don't know; they're not very not very clear, but they said he got onto the White House, so I assume it's on the lawn or into the property line or something like that. But at any rate, I just thought it was a funny story. Um, the guy is has lots of problems. He has a history of abuse and stalking and stuff like that. Um, and his fan stalking, he has, uh, restraining orders issued from his family. Um, they don't know a lot about his Canadian past, but it's apparently very sketchy and tor and, and torrid. 
As so. most Canadian pasts are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, here's my cock. Sorry, where's your mother? Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Poutine. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Canadians. Sorry. Untrustworthy bunch. Yeah. You want some poutine? Always yeah. up to something nefarious. <laughs> <laughs> Their flappiness and beady eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, but he had the two bottles of Crown Royal. He had, Apparently, Trump doesn't drink. I didn't know that, but he doesn't drink. I don't know where the Crown Royal thing came from. But you know what? If you it's put Canadian. the Crown Royal... if Oh, maybe, okay. So, the Crown Royal in those nice bags, you know, I see it as a very presidential I drink. I totally see him being like, okay, cool. You know? Do you know and why they, he doesn't drink, James? And you know what? You Those bags... When you're done with the Crown Royal, you can put your pistol in those bags, or you put your you put your revolver in there, or you put a little weed. You know, it's a perfect pistol. Weed bag. It has to be a pretty small pistol. No, it's a you know. I mean, we're talking about a good size bottle of Crown Royal, but we're talking about a Saturday Night Special. You know, or you can oh. use the bag to oh, okay. to hold Trump's gigantic little, balls. A little twenty five. Oh. I got you. His <laughs> gigantic balls. My God. Yeah, that too. Hmm. That too. Uh, but allegedly, do you know why he doesn't drink, James? I don't know why. Because in his younger days, uh, he had a brother who I believe was his younger brother. And his younger brother was sort of an outcast of the family, which and he was regularly ridiculed by Donald Trump himself and their father as being a, a failure for not going into the family business of being con men. Um, and he drank himself to death. Wow. Yep. That's a damn shame. Is it? I mean, it might, he it might is. have been the only good Trump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, here's a word that you don't use. The wrong son died. Here's a, a word you don't, <clears throat> don't see used very often, which I didn't really know what it meant. But in context here, I know what it means. Teetotaler. Oh, yeah. Apparently that means someone who doesn't drink. Yeah. Oh. Or is so there's various levels. I'm I might be like level one. Uh because uh, you know, I don't really drink. There's people who believe that nobody should drink. I don't think I'm there yet. Mm-hmm. But maybe someday I'll work up to it. Mm-hmm. I drink alcohol and I believe nobody should drink. <laughs> It is it, literally the it is worst poison. The literally the worst of the things you can put into your system. Now, actually, you know, there was fentanyl a time might when, be kind of worse, but I understand what's, what what's you're that? saying. Fentanyl you, might be a little bit worse. Oh well, yeah, of illegal drugs. I mean, right. there are definitely some baddies in there, but you know, um, like marijuana, still a Schedule One narcotic. Oh, shut up, Mike. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> up there with cocaine and heroin. <laughs> Michael, such a fucking goody two shoes. But alcohol um, is as alcohol or is it tobacco? Um, that's like the leading cause of death among like legal substances. It's one of the one two, of those I'm two. Sure. Yeah. Or pit, no, probably guns. Guns is probably uh, the leading I doubt cause it. of death. It's not a substance. That's probably. I would say gun deaths are like number twenty or something like that. Alcohol and tobacco are definitely in the top three. Well, if you're talking about. Things like a substance, yeah. But if you're talking about like, there's a statistic out there for this, and I re- Mike's don't... researching it. Yeah, there's a statistic about there about out there for this. Um, 
that has references this. But number, anyway, yeah. number one is heart disease, cause of death. Uh, it's not a substance. You can't buy heart disease. Cancer <laughs> ac- accidents. Maybe you can. He had himself an accident. Yeah, yeah with a gun in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, with my fingers on the trigger. Blah, 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 blah. Man. So these things aren't even in the top ten. What? Cigarettes and uh yeah, chewing gum or whatever? Well, they're not you can you can link cigarettes to heart disease. Okay. But also bad diet, so anyways. Well here number twelve is chronic liver disease mm-hmm. and cirrhosis. See, I and still I think more of that alcohol is a contributing factor, but diet is more of a contributing factor. Than alcohol. Hmm. Anyways, our tangent went off in a couple different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, so this guy was asking for dating advice. You know, very innocent. But I feel that what this article and, and your story points out is the grave need uh, for a moat around the White House. Huh. I mean, security guards did a great job, but... If you if you have to jump over you know a fifteen foot moat full of uh, sharpened bamboo and alligators, you know they'll probably have a few less incidents per year. True, and so, it'd be badass. You know the guy got the guy in the Obama years got like he either got up to the front door of the White House or in the White House with a knife, mm-hmm. with a pen, the intention to cut himself a piece of a piece of Obama's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna turn you into Van Gogh. Give me that ear. Yeah, basically. Hmm. So yeah, well, whatever. I mean, it, it always happens. It's always some some clown who gets really close to the president. Are there or not they... snipers on the roof of the White House at all times? There are, but for whatever reason, I mean, I guess they could just get by. People can just get by. And huh? it's always it's never like some. I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously. If there's like a dedicated plan to kill the president or something, we, we don't hear about it. You know, like unless something crazy happens, we don't even hear about it. The only ones we hear about are the guys who like drunkenly wander onto the lawn, like I don't want his ass. And, I mean, it's like always that guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or the crazy lunatic guy who's like, I'm gonna run full force at the fucking president of the United States on the White House lawn, and he just gets he breezes right through. Mm-hmm. You know, he just runs onto the thing and nobody stops him. You know. Dude, what if someone timed a parachute jump to coincide with when the president was like walking out to one of his helicopters? You wouldn't be able to. You wouldn't be able to get that uh, close to jump. Because they, why do they clear the, the, that's like forbidden airspace? Yeah, there's an exclusion, it's like a 15 mile exclusion zone around DC. So you need to halo jump. You need to, you need to disguise yourself as a scientist. Go up in the weather balloon like the guy who was like, I'm going to skydive from the atmosphere and just plan it correctly. They won't be able to stop you once you're descending. I mean, they could probably shoot you. I don't know. I don't know what they got. I don't know. I think you could halo jump, but I don't know that you'd be able to get close enough in day or nighttime, even if you halo jumped. Like, halo jumping isn't going to keep you from being seen by a watchful person with a thermoscope thermoscope looking up in the air. I don't know if they they do that, though. I'm sure they do. 
You know, looks and up, I don't though. I don't know if yeah, that's true. And I don't know if there is like a radar if 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 parachutists put off a radar signature. I tell you this though, one time I was leaving Aberdeen Proving Grounds and I was driving past the Army Airfield there and it's just out of my you can't see it, it's behind the golf course, but you know there's an airfield back there because shit fly takes they have drone flights that would take off and land out of there for testing. And I saw a bunch of guys parachuting there. And I remember it because it was dark and they all had like some kind of light things on their suits. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like crazy. It was just, just enough to know there's a weird object there. And w- that was bright enough that you could see the canopy of that thing. So I feel like if you really were looking, if you knew what you were looking for, then you could see, oh, that's a person with a parachute. And I'm sure they have this silhouette like reference guides up there where people can say, oh, that's a helicopter. That's what a parachute looks like from below. That's what, whatever, you know? So it wouldn't surprise me at all. Now, I wonder if you spent your entire life becoming a professional and expert, uh, say, wingsuit artist. <laughs> if you could dive bomb, use your, unfortunately, use yourself as the projectile. But if you could take someone out with your own body from 10 miles in the air, man. That's a news article right there, dude. Just drop a bunch of toy. If you can, if you can point the exact re, the exact yeah, drop a bunch t- of ball bearings. Well, no, I'll say toilets. Oh, because they're not metallic. They're just you know whatever porcelain. Just drop like seven or eight toilets. If you can Ooh. get it accurate to that level, just drop like seven or eight toilets from like you know ten miles up onto the White House and see what happens. You know. Interesting. That? Would you fill them with napalm? Dude, you're going to st- styrofoam and kerosene. We should probably talk. Stop talking about killing presidents and whatnot. I don't know. You're going to the next level. I'm just saying. But you know, napalm and kerosene yeah. won't be detected. Not for they're oh not metal. Nobody on this show wants to kill any. You just presidents. need some sort of ign- igniter. We're just weirdos. Coat who are the just toilets like, in talking uh, about matching toilets a, on it's fire. It's a thought experiment. Yeah, let's set toilets on fire. The worst and most ridiculous plan to kill a president. Let's let's figure out how to get a fucking airplane, get several toilets into the air that high. How many, like, we have to kill the pilot and blow the plane up after we're done. Oh, boy. So many moving parts. We'll get it figured out, though. Yeah. We'll drop a toilet onto the White House lawn sooner or later. It'll happen. (laughs) All right. Anyway, good shit. <laughs> oh, pun intended. Okay, uh, moving uh, on. Uh, uh, I got uh, three links to sort of talk about this one subject. So, uh, Florida's Fourth Amendment, uh, it's the Constitution of Florida, passed uh, recently and effective January eighth, will allow felons to restore their voting rights. Now, that applies to. You have to fill out an application, which is the case for most states. Um, actually, if not all states, but you know, there's various degrees of whether their your uh, voting rights are restored automatically or taken away at all. Um, the exceptions are if you're found guilty of murder, or uh, I'll just say like child abuse or some you know in that. Uh, uh, sort of umbrella of convictions rape uh if it's child rape 
then you probably can't get your rights back. If it's normal rape, you might be able to. Unless it's saying like all sexual misconduct felonies are disqualifiers, you know, for life, um, which I may have misread it, but that that could be the case. Um, so I think this is a good a good thing for Florida. I mean, there's now there's still eleven states that are sort of harsh and uh, you know unforgiving for voters' rights uh, for ex felons, you know, depending on the crime. Tennessee is one of them. Um, but hopefully they will follow suit and start, you know, easing up and giving people their their voting rights back. I <clears throat> I kind of support uh, lifetime voting restrictions for for felons who are like, you know, went on a killing spree. Um, but I'm I'm on the fence. Like I think everyone should have the right to vote, but there should be. You know, a line that if you cross it, you're like, okay, you realize this means this this the end, right? You're done. You never do this again. But uh, a couple links in there. One to the main article from the Tampa Bay Times. Um, the second one is like what constitutes a felony. Uh, vehicular homicide is one. Murder, aggravated assault, animal cruelty, arson, burglary, tax evasion. Treason, kidnapping, uh, perjury, mail fraud, wire fraud, stuff like that. Treason. Um, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't you like to, if you're a felon, wouldn't you be, wouldn't you make sure it was for treason? I mean, it's a gangster ass thing to be fucking in jail for. What are you yeah. in for, man? Murder, homicide, you raping your kids? Nah, dog. Treason. <laughs> <laughs> you know, goddamn. Big time. I betrayed the country, fool. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> God damn, that's some serious shit. Yep. It is some uh, serious shit. And the third link on this subject that I had is a breakdown of um, felons voting rights by state. Uh, Vermont and Maine, even when convicted and uh, prisoned for a felony, they can still vote. They never lose their rights to vote. Uh, Maryland voting rights are automatically restored after the sentence is served uh, completely. So that's good. But if you're interested in the subject at all, check out the links and um, educate yourself. So the, uh, what's it called? Did a video on this. Uh, what's his name? Uh, John Oliver. Yeah. He did a, I think he did a video about this and there's a guy, I think it was Alabama or fucking one of these places, one of these fucking fuckwit fucking states, where they have, um, they they say, yeah, you can get your votes back. You're, you're right to vote back. You just have to come to this council, meet these requirements, whatever. So you go meet the requirements, you go to the council, and they're like, nah, B, sorry. And they, the council meets like once a month. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You have to go there with all these requirements met that you have to re-meet every time you meet with them. And they'll tell you like, oh, no, we're going to wait until next, you know, next month. And then oftentimes the council doesn't meet at all. It's just a really it's, you know, the thing is, I hate to say this because it points out the fact that a lot of black people go to jail a lot for a lot of things. But it's like just a way to repress black, keep black people from voting. That's what it is. I mean, at this point, it's definitely you know? a part of it. And I don't know if it's 
um, very hard for uh, a felon or ex ex con convict to uh, to vote because apparently your assertion of your right to vote is basically a checkbox. Um, and it's up to the state slash country to validate. Right. Which logistically is impossible. So realistically you, your vote probably will be counted regardless of your status. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, 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 it's just them filtering people out at the front door. But once you get in, no one even knows you're there. Right. You know, and no one, when they look at your ballot, no one's like, oh, he voted blah. They don't know. They have no idea. They're just keeping you just out a number of minority. And because they're like, well, we know you're probably going to vote for a Democrat, you know, whether you be Spanish or whatever, you're not voting for some rich out of touch guy. Like, that's not going to happen. Right. You know, and they know that, you know, they know what the deal is, but it is what it is. You know, welcome to America. All right. Okay. Let's move on to some stranger danger. Yes. So this is uh, regarding 23andMe. So there's no breach or anything, but they recently signed a $300 million deal with a drug company, GlaxoSmithKline. Basically, GlaxoSmithKline has acquired a $300 million stake in 23andMe. It doesn't seem like a lot. Like for them, three hundred million is a proverbial drop in the bucket. Yeah, or, but what is twenty three and me worth? I mean, there can't be it can't even be worth. I would I say mean, it's a billion dollar company. Now it's worth a billion dollars, but yeah. it probably wasn't before. It says uh, according to this article, popular DNA testing companies can and frequently do sell your data to drug makers, and so now this is making their relationship even closer. Since they're buying a stake in the company. Um, And this article goes on to talk about how you can, if it makes you nervous, you can delete your data from these companies. Uh, They tell, they talk about 23andMe, Ancestry, and a company I've never heard of called Helix. I like that name. So I wonder if they, if they bought into this to get access to, you know, all their data for the next four years and their and their sort of back catalog to run their heuristic scans and see trends and basically come up with an ailment that doesn't exist but for which they conveniently <laughs> have a pill to solve. Dude, that wouldn't surprise me. These companies, like, certain things have to be off the table and DNA has to be off the table. You know, it's dangerous to all of us because they could just take a good guess and say, well, this is we can use these samples to make a good guess at what most people are like. And then we can go from there to build, you know, whatever, you know, there's nothing good that could come out of this. Or they could say, we're going to fucking trademark this DNA. I don't fucking know. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is fucking I mean, obviously, it's a huge leap, but anything's possible. Like you wouldn't do the same. You wouldn't go to like. You wouldn't say to the you know, to the government, you're not going to be saying, like, if the government said, we're going to align ourselves with, you know, Glaxo, no, um, with a credit card company, 
um, and we're going to give them your social security numbers, you'd be like appalled. You know, you'd be like, no, that's my social security number. I need those nine digits. <laughs> They're very important to me. But right. nobody thinks anything about their DNA because we're all stupid. We're all fucking morons. Sign me up. Where can I fucking plug in, dipshit? How, how many of you guys have sent your DNA to one of these companies? Me. Really? Yeah, 23andMe. When they, like, within six months of them announcing they're open for business, I took one of their tests. It was, like, seven years ago or some shit. And? I mean, I don't remember the results off the top of my head, but I can really go look it. at them. Are you are you a human? Yes, I am. Apparently, hey, hey. I mean, <laughs> maybe I can have them rerun the tests, or if I sent in a new sample, they can you know contrast, compare, and contrast any differences. Um, you know, there, any should, there shouldn't be any differences. I mean, your genetics can change over time. Through gene expression, diet, exercise, that all changes your genetics. Hmm. You know, in in relatively minor ways, but still. Uh, you know, meaningful ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but it told you like your likely, you know, genetic ancestors are from, you know, England or like UK area or you know Britain and Scandinavian countries, stuff like that. Stuff that you can probably already deduce, or you probably already know. Um, it says mm-hmm. you're like ninety percent likely to have blue eyes, shit like that. Um. Really? It says you're you're hmm. likely to have wet earwax. I was Ugh. like, yep. I never uh, knew what that meant. Well, I mean, I guess it's self-explanatory, but pretty much. I uh <laughs> I guess I'd have to see them side by side. The wet and the non-wet to know right. to it's know disgusting. the difference. It's well, it's not like uh, you know, when I use Q-tips to to clean out my ears, which you're not supposed to do. According to the label, but it feels um, great. It does, especially it you know, it, it's fantastic. You really got to get in there, mm-hmm. fucking swab around, and get all the different yeah. angles. Got to get that fucking. Got to take the Q-tip and touch, literally touch that drum. Yeah, you know. Like, if it's not painful, you're not doing it right. Absolutely, absolutely. You gotta get feel that, that, that little ache. Yeah, and hear a little less when you're done. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, but yeah, when I clean out my ears, it's you know, it comes out and it's like. It's moist. It's it's wet, I guess. Instead of being like, you know, a chunk of an eraser head, like it's not solid like that. It's disgusting. Why yeah, are we talking about this. It's, so I'm trying to understand the difference. biology, James. I'm trying to We're, understand the difference, James. Is I want, the human I body know so what, disgusting to you? I want to know what kind I have, and I don't know. You're white. You have the you, wet one. Get out of here. You're just like Evan. You guys are probably from the same fucking village. Okay, <laughs> you fucking relax. Who cares? You know you guys are all for the same same goddamn place. Know. I want to know. This twenty three and me shit acts like motherfuckers are new. Oh, where are you from, motherfucker? You are from some Eastern European shithole. Okay, you're a bad. You're a fucking mixed bag mutt of fucking British, Scandinavian, and a million other fucking trash human species that are long since extinct. I'm part. We're all we're all humming and garbage, so it doesn't matter. Okay? Going back a thousand years, we're all related, anyways. Yeah. What are, What are you, James? Fucking, I don't know. African? Some African hellhole? Some place where somebody's cutting off a woman's clitoris now, or f- fucking beating down Hutus for, for titsies or whatever? I don't give a fuck. 
Oh, yeah. I mm. don't care. Because I'm fucking here. Okay? Until they give me a DNA test, it says you're from Silver Spring. I'm, I don't give a shit. All right? <laughs> this is where I'm fucking from. Born in D.C. I'm as American as mom and apple pie. I don't need to know about the old country. Because the old Actually, country apple shit pie about came me. from the Dutch. Huh? Huh? What came from the Dutch? Apple pie. I'm I'm kidding. Oh. Okay. I just want to, like, ruin <laughs> your... <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what? James is like, ugh, the Dutch. <laughs> yeah. All I think about is o- Orion Van Hart. I was like, ah, the Dutch. <laughs> the Dutch. Uh, right, exactly. Yeah. So, Evan, does this worry you? Or are you going to delete your data? It doesn't worry me. Um, because they're... This drug company is not going to make a clone that is going to assume my identity. They will likely use it in uh, pharmaceutical development. You make a lot of assumptions there, Evan. But okay, no, yeah, the, you, that's you the whole up. like clone assuming identity will not happen in our lifetimes. I don't it think it might that's happen in happen. our children's lifetimes. I don't think any of that's going to happen. Who's I don't children? think they're going to clone anybody. I, I don't think they're going to take ownership of your <laughs> DNA. But I think they're going to use your DNA to do something weird. And it wouldn't surprise me if they don't use your DNA to, you know, in 150 years to do something fucking strange. Well, you know, I'm going to be long dead. It won't even matter. Yeah, you you won't care, but still, I don't know. I don't know that I'd want some part of me to be a part of something like that. So the thing, the scrupulous activity, the thing I mentioned, clone, assuming identity, uh, basically like owning you as in, you know, from like the Bobaverse or whatever. I don't think. That's going to happen. Like as soon as that becomes a even a remote possibility on the horizon, I'm I'm confident that some lawmakers somewhere will institute legislation to prevent that. It doesn't say it won't happen in China or Mali or wherever. Who knows? Um, but if they're going to sequence my DNA along with you know millions and millions of others to find common risk factors for drugs that they might want to produce that could help, that's fine. If they want to sequence the DNA to try and find a common ground to lab grow replacement organs for the masses, that's fine. I have no problem with that. I'm sure they're not. This is this is definitely not a purely altruistic venture, but I do think a lot of good can come of it. Well, there'll be you... And a bunch of other fucking saps who either didn't know about this or and we'll did all it on be a dead, whim. So it won't matter. Yeah. So yeah, I, I doubt that you'll all be dead. They're gonna do something with it as soon as possible. They wouldn't have bought it. I'll if just they were like we'll just wait, James. I'll just kill myself before they have a chance to do it. Okay. okay How about that's Evan. easy. Okay. Done. <laughs> Smart guy. Conversation I, over. I Always appreciate it, Evan. Answer. Yeah. Take yourself take, out. Take one for the team. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So we'll replace the toilets we're going to drop on this halo jump yeah. with Evan. You can just, just dump my body out of a plane. That could do some damage. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All, I mean, I'd reach a terminal velocity, which for humans is about 180 miles an hour. But that'll do some damage, like Mike It'd said. It'd be a mess. Jesus it would Christ. be a mess. <laughs> Things would just shoot out. and That'd be instant paste, you know? <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, for the one of my favorite old sayings was uh for every problem there's a nine millimeter solution. You know. Hmm. Yeah, sure. 
Let that let that marinate. I was about to say let that murderate. But. <laughs> <laughs> Peace through superior firepower. Absolutely. So that's my opinion on that. Now you have me wanting to go back and check my data. Uh, since I've recently <laughs> taken, you know, much more of an interest in in uh, health and genetics and stuff like that, I, I would probably read through it more thoroughly and uh, find some cool stuff. I should not have clicked on the next link. In the article or the next? No, the next thing. Oh, okay. Definitely so, not. I'm very confused. Yeah, yeah, it's confusing. James, um, please clarify. Let's move so, moving on to entertainment here. So I put a couple things in entertainment. Probably this is one of my new fun things. So you guys all heard of Macaulay Culkin. Yes. Okay. We have heard of him, yes. Famous and child his, actor. And his brother, Kieran. Yeah, and his brother, Kieran Culkin. Um, famous child actor and kind of general, a weirdo adult. Uh, strange, A strange failure as an adult. Um, well, he has come up with a new, he has a podcast and then he has this website, bunnyears.com and it's, it's, it's advertised as bunnyears.com, Macaulay Culkin's soothing internet hug. So I want to say that this is basically a nod to the onion. Like it's basically the onion, but it's like very well, I don't, I don't want to say the onion is well done as well. But this is like, I mean, you can read the first title. You know, your baby daddy is Zeus disguised as a shower of gold. Own it. Like, I don't know. I'm like, okay, I don't even know what that even means. You know, then it's I don't like, know what it means either. That's why I was like, I don't know what this is. I'm afraid. Well, it's a modern day interpretation of, um, Mike, what's it called? Immaculate Inception? Whatever. Is that it? Immaculate Conception? Yeah, that one. That's the same thing. Inception. I like that. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio (laughs) is your baby daddy, and he pees on you. It's the golden shower. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking they're getting at as well. Yeah, I was like, I don't. Are they talking about golden showers? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Um, and the next one's old timey car horn sounds to make during a breast breast exam. (laughs) That Um, was funny. That that's worth a chortle. Yeah, coming to terms with your stupid, normal, non royal baby. I mean, it's just a lot of this. This <laughs> this other one's funny. good. I read this one and it's great. Five questions about spaghetti you should never ask on a job interview, you know. And, the, <laughs> and it's like the the whole thing, the whole article is literally like it's they, they they like it's literally about five questions you don't ask during a job interview about spaghetti. And it's like, is there gonna be spaghetti? Spaghetti question mark? I mean, it's just like all this weird shit. <laughs> so, um, if you did, click we make on, this website. You know, we didn't. Macaulay Culkin made it with a bunch of other maniacs. Um, if you click on video, go to Upscale Culture and then click on Video Games, there's an article in here I have yet to read that I really want to read. And for some reason, their website's super slow. But the article is exclusive, an interview with the long-lost Mario brother, Doug Mario. And it shows <laughs> like a picture of like, some dude. And I'm like, what is this? That is so great. That's and then there's fantastic. a commercial... There's an ad on the side. It's like, we buy bugs, as many bugs as you need. No questions asked. I'm like, what is this? Is this real? <laughs> you know, I didn't click on the link. No, it's, yeah, it's a, okay, it's an ad for their for their shop where they sell all kinds of weird shit. Um, Keep your cone cold. Ice cream cone koozie. It's not a bad idea. Give us they- a dollar for one reason. Okay. 
They need some work on the website. The um, Beginner's Guide to Preemptive Amputation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like I like this site. Yeah, it's weird. and it, But it's weird in a good way. And he has a... Uh, <laughs> James, there you go. What is the Bird Box service? What is this Bird Box service? And can I ju- can I order just the beaks? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Just the beaks. Oh, God. Five tough video game characters I could easily beat in a fight. <laughs> Pokemon, pocket monsters, or pocket slaves, an expose. Yeah, I mean, this is this is. Oh, good. is that what Pokemon means? Yeah, pocket po- monsters. I never knew that. Yeah. Wow. Pokemon means pocket monster. That makes sense. Okay. Um, and then I read this one, fetish of the month, uh, fetish of the month, objectphilia, which is like the love of objects or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. and they just take a fake article and they've mixed in some real, real videos about the the lady who f- who married the Eiffel Tower and has an affair on the Eiffel Tower with the Golden Gate Bridge. Um. Yeah, yeah. Horoscope. Which type of flu will kill you when the pandemic hits? I mean, it's just like stupid, but it's funny. It's a funny, it's a funny, interesting site. So, um, definitely worth a read if you want to have a good time, a quick good time. Their site is slow for some reason. I don't know why, but it very interesting stuff. Um, what is this next one here? Oh, okay. You guys ready for the next one? Yeah. Okay, so. This is worth a watch if you have time. If you're a fan of House of Cards, go watch it. Kevin Spacey, uh, who was fired from uh, from House Netflix of House of Cards, from the Netflix show House of Cards, um, he did a video on Christmas Day uh, on his YouTube page, on the Kevin Spacey YouTube page, which had like you know 2,000 followers. 2000 subs. It's a two minute video in character as Frank Underwood, his character from House of Cards, basically saying stuff like, I know you want me back and you never saw my body. And I mean, if you like Frank Underwood, it's good. It's him being Frank Underwood. With everything going on with him right now, it's a cringy fucking video, though. It's cringy as fuck. And you're just like, what? What? This is so weird. What are you doing? Apparently, the same time the video dropped, he was also getting uh, the the paper papers were officially filed on him to be arrested or arraigned for um, molesting a kid uh, in 2016. So apparently, in 2016, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't think I, I'm torn about this. Is he a cringy character and a fucking child diddler, you know, um, from back in the day? Like in in eighty six, he he uh, he. I don't know what exactly he did to Michael Rapp. Either he molested him outright, or he made him give him a blowy or something, or he mounted him. But he did something to Michael Rapp. And Michael, you know, Michael Rapp is the one who announced the whole started this whole thing post Me Too movement. And uh, as he did that, all this other shit came out about um, him, about uh, about uh, Kevin Spacey, Kevin Spacey. You know, all this other shit came out. He's he's a notorious in Hollywood for like 
grabbing men's dicks. Like he's a n- notorious cock grabber and butt butt fondler. You know. Now I'll be honest with you. If this was a movie and we saw him, saw his character, we would laugh. We would just be like, "Oh, he's a funny guy who fucking grabs dicks." Like we wouldn't care, you know. Um, as it is right now, our society doesn't give a shit about men getting molested or raped. Like it's just a funny thing. We don't care about it, you know. So, from that perspective, I'm kind of torn. But you know, at the same time, you know, this whole thing with Michael Rapp is like Michael Rapp was like. 14 at the time he's clearly a kid maybe he was clearly a gay kid and at 26 he thought you know kevin spacey thought oh well this guy's gay and i'm gay and he's cute and i want to fuck him i don't know what he thought i have no idea you know he didn't think he's a kid he thought he's just a gay dude and i want to fuck him i have no idea it's fucking ridiculous now what happened in 2016 was a little different so in 2016 he has a restaurant called it's called the Spacey, I think, in Connecticut or something like that. And it's his restaurant. So he was there at the restaurant and he some kid was there who works there as wait staff. And the kid told Kevin Spacey, I'm twenty one. Kevin Spacey fed him drinks all night long. And they Kevin Spacey's super drunk and he stuck his hand down the kid's pants. And grabbed his hog. Okay? So then some stranger comes up and tells the kid to run. And the kid leaves. And Kevin Spacey fucks off. And then the kid, they they press charges on him after this whole thing. You know, it doesn't come out till later, obviously. But they press charges on him after this whole thing comes out. You know? With whatever. So, I'll be honest with you. I don't know how to feel about that. Like, I don't know if I feel that Kevin Spacey was like, oh, you didn't check his ID, Kevin? You know? Is it and, about underage or the whole consent topic? I mean, is it illegal to grab someone's mule? I guess it I don't is, know. right? Maybe, maybe that guy, like, undid his belt and opened his pants and was like, eh? I don't think huh? he did that. I mean, I don't know what he did, but what is the? It's I guess hard to it is prove illegal. Either way, I guess it is illegal that he grabbed his mule. I mean, I guess you're not allowed to grab people's hogs or boobs or whatever. Like, there's a whole thing. Like, don't you, you guess you're not allowed to? I don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> I mean, I know you're not allowed James to. James is like, uh, but I don't when did know this what start? Look, I know some things are open to, to interpretation, and you got to live in the moment. Once yeah, in a just while. just ask our president. Yeah. So, what oh, is yes. it called? Is it just what is what's what is it called though? There's a name for it. I don't know what it's called. I believe it's called assault. Is that assault, uh, James? I mean, if I touch you with one finger, like go like boop, and just that, that's assault technically. Hmm. Okay. So assault. All right. Now this could also be further. Classified as sexual assault, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I would say if you grab someone's hog, it's sexual assault. That makes sense. Unwelcome advances? That's not a crime, though. Not well, otherwise, half say, the dudes in bars would be arrested. Yeah, I mean, I said that, the reason I think it's a gray area, it's not gray. It's clearly defined. But I know a lot of people who have gotten their hogs grabbed 
either by women or by men. And I know people who've gotten their boobs grabbed or their asses touched and they don't go to the police and they're not like, it's assault, you know, obviously this is because it's Kevin Spacey, you know, and I'm not saying that Kevin Spacey's a victim. He's not. He's obviously a rich asshole who loves grabbing hogs. I'm just saying, I don't know. I feel like it's a. I, I don't like. I don't like when standards are different for other people. Like he should pay for his crime. He should pay for. Like he should know it's not okay to do this. You know. But I feel like that's a standard we need to hold up for everybody. You know, across the board. If we're gonna do it, let's do it. You know, grab a tit, you're going to jail or you're going to get sued or whatever, you know, I don't know, whatever. I've never grabbed a tit uh, unwarranted. Thank God. I have good control over my hands. So, you know, (laughs) I'm not going to worry too much about it, but I just, I just, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Anyway, so the link's there. Please go watch the video. It's super weird and it's not cringy, but you're just like, what? Get it together, Kevin Spacey. You're not going to be back on the Netflix show. Like, he's obviously trying to get back on the show. And and look, I miss Frank Underwood. He was one of the best characters on the show. But his wife is a better character and more interesting. She was just totally underutilized in this season. They didn't do a good job with her. You know? They could have written her better stuff, and they didn't. They made her weak and pathetic, and it just didn't make any sense for the characters. But that was because they didn't have Frank Underwood to, ba- to be the counterbalance. You know, because they ha- they canned him off the show. So, anywho, whatever, whoever talked him. And he has somebody, the funny thing is, Spacey has someone filming. <laughs> someone is holding the camera, you know, and it's a decent camera. So someone, either he hired a film crew or he had a family member do it. And I'm just like, <laughs> who was like, yeah, this is a great idea, Kevin. Let's do it. You know, I mean, they'll forget about the diddling of the kids and all this kind of stuff. And then some people said this is a strategic thing he did to fucking counter, like, if someone researches for him, they're going to find this video and not the new arraignment for the 2016 uh, hog-grabbing case. You know? I don't know. Anyway. I think what this tells us is that everyone should seriously learn how to throw a punch. So if you do get grabbed, you can hit someone and, you know... With a, a worthwhile blow, eh, pun intended. <laughs> um, so Stop. No, they're okay. less likely. They they <laughs> might reconsider doing it to someone else. And if you get brought up on assault charges, you can say self defense. So if I'll be honest with you, and I know how what you would say, Evan, because you're basically fearless. But I think Michael and me would probably be the same. If Kevin Spacey grabbed my hog, I'd be like, what the fuck? But I'd probably be like... <laughs> you you got to be I, on top of your game, though. You have, like, two seconds to hit him. I don't think I would. I think I'd be too shocked. If somebody grabbed your hog, and you might hit him after, but you'd... You'd be too shocked. You would you're you're you would not instantaneously respond. Now, if I grabbed your hog, you might punch me immediately because it's me. But if Kevin Spacey or a random chick or whoever, just someone you didn't expect, grabbed your ding dong, you'd be like, "What the fuck?" You know, you'd be in shock. Your response time would be very delayed. You know. So I need to train myself to be quicker. <laughs> yeah, and less forgiving. Hair- those hair button, hair trigger responses. 
So, you know, <laughs> but my hands are nice. You know, someone, Michael wakes you up in the night and you just slam him in the face, you punch <laughs> him in the face. <laughs> Mike's like, hey, Evan, where's uh, the fucker? Oh, God. <laughs> right in the jaw. Was that Bonnie's? I told you never come up behind me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We're just at the restaurant and Mike and Evan's in front of us and he types, he says, Evan, where's the bathroom? And he, Michael gets punched in the face again. <laughs> Don't come behind me. You know better. <laughs> All right, so I guess the next one is also me. I put a lot of stuff in here. I'm sorry. See what um, happens when I leave you to your own devices? Yeah, I was up last night putting stuff in. Oh, okay. Um, well, there you go. All right, so the next one is, this is another YouTube video. Uh, I don't think you guys really need to watch this. If you have interest in Overwatch or uh, social experiments, quote-unquote, then feel free to watch this one. So, uh the Overwatch League. Um, there's a team in Overwatch called Second Wind, and they are a ranked team, 147, I believe. Let me check my notes, but I believe that's 147, 146, and yeah, 147. So, or I'm sorry, the team is not 147. The team is pretty far up there, though, pretty high up there. And in December 14th, December 13th, a player unknown to who has a new account. Came into the came into the field and began flying through the ranks through the ranked tournament play, um, through ranked play. Um, her name was Ellie, and she made it to 147, which is unheard of, like in a matter of like two weeks. So of course the community of and Evan, I think you'll know this just from you know your Quake time. You know high level players are very. They know everybody. They know all the other people in their leagues. Like they know who, like who's. They know everybody over like a hundred and something, you know, because they're they playing the same guys over and over again. You know, uh, yeah. the same high level people are always always together. And there's certain even in in those instances, if someone makes a new account or an alias, you know, after like three games, everyone knows who they are because it's super hard to be good with a different play style than you're it's like known a signature. for. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I figured. So, right off the bat, so Ellie gets recruited after she gets ranked to 147. She gets recruited by Second Wind. Okay? This raises a lot of funk. Okay? For multiple reasons. People, of course, there's the people who are like, who is this bitch? I'm going to dox her. Okay? Now, when you become ranked, when you get on a ranked team, almost everyone on the ranks in the rankings have their full name, you know, John Smith rank 147, not in their player name, but their full name is on the ranking on the league, on the charts. You know what I mean? Um, on the roles for the team, their full name is there for anyone to see, but Ellie is just Ellie. And people were very upset about that. People were very upset. And at first, you know, of course, some, some, uh, let me not say what I want to say. Some gaming journalists, said some liberal cuck i was gonna say some sjw's but i'm not gonna say that <laughs> i said it now it's out there but <laughs> some gaming journalists said oh this is more you know gaming man babies attacking female players brutalizing female players and all this kind of stuff so anyway after like two weeks of getting harassed online ellie quits i'm quitting second wind i'm quitting overwatch i'm done Everyone's like, this is some dude. <laughs> like, all the Overwatch people, they're like, this is some dude. And a few people were like, this is a guy named Punisher. 
I know his play style. This is Punisher, right? So, turns out that it was Punisher pretending to be a girl, and he didn't expect to get ranked. He didn't expect it to work so well, and he was kind of taken aback by it. And he said, okay, I'll just stop because of whatever. Um, But the whole thing, he's like, oh, it's a social experiment. But I don't think it was a social experiment. I think that's just the fallback now. If you do something stupid and get caught, you're like, oh, it's a social experiment. I think it was a troll. (laughs) I think it was an epic troll. Is there much of a difference, though? (laughs) There isn't. No, you're right. There isn't. Trolling, yeah. A social experiment is just trolling with more data. So I think he was just, I think it's just a troll, though. And you know, kind of blew up in his face when it got really big because he had his girlfriend talking for him and stuff like that. And people were like super sketched out about it. And, you know, people were threatening to dox Ellie because they couldn't find her. They couldn't figure out who she was. And the thing is, people were offended, not because she was a female, but because they're like, there's other people out there who deserve that spot, who've been around for much longer. How, who is this person that came out of nowhere and now you've got her on a team? What the hell? Like, people are upset. Like, they're like, this, is, this person doesn't deserve to be here. So, anyway, yeah, that's, that's, that's what that is. So, there's a video about it by, uh, I think his name is Pyrocynical. And he does a great kind of short video essay about it. It's like two, like nine minutes long. Breaking it whole down. Pulling all the facts together. Showing it all. And it's, it's, it's really interesting. Um, makes some interesting statements about female gamers. Honestly, I feel sorry for female gamers. Um, I've been watching a lot of video essays about Twitch and Twitch thoughts and female gamers and stuff like that. And I feel sorry for them because there are some really good ones out there who are just kind of in this quagmire of Twitch thoughts of the thoughts of the E thoughts. And people are like, Oh, all female gamers are this. But they're not. There are a lot of female gamers who just like playing games, and they're not showing their titties, and they're just playing games, you know? And then you have the other ones who are doing whatever, just trying to get donations and stuff like that, you know? But if you're just, like, you think about the people who really shine, you know? Either they got lucky on Twitch because they're in a niche community, and they're really good, like, say, Shroud. He's really good. He's a former you know, like CSGO player, a huge CSGO player. So he can come in and kind of just be a star on Twitch right off the bat. Everyone else has to work super hard, you know, and if you're a woman and you're not showing your tits, it's just as hard as a pill battle for anybody else. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It's I feel sorry for anybody who's trying to do that for a living. It's a hard game to get into. And I'll say personality also plays a big role uh, in Oh yeah, absolutely. the success of Twitch streamers. And since you mentioned Shroud, he he was a uh, CS:GO professional for Cloud Nine, uh, and one of his teammates and best friends named Tyler uh, Tyler Layton, I think, um, aka Skadoodle, was on the same team. And he's still actually he may have just retired, but he was on Cloud Nine like the whole time that Shroud was, and Skadoodle streams regularly. Uh, and plays with Shroud, you know, various games. But if he's just playing solos or by himself, uh, you know, Shroud will have upwards of, say, 20, 25,000 viewers, whereas Skadoodle will have, like, 800. They have vastly different personalities. 
Shroud has been streaming um, or has been sort of a professional streamer for longer, but he's much more entertaining to watch, which is why I think his viewer base is is so much higher. Is it? Is it? So I was thinking about this related to Dr. Disrespect, right? Yeah. Um, and I think him and Dr. Disrespect have the same thing because I'll be honest with you. I don't think Shroud is interesting. But he has his gaming energy is that of a cocky prickishness, mm-hmm. which is interesting to watch. His personality, there, like just him talking, seems as wooden and boring as whatever, you know. But his game sense is fucking amazing, and it's fun to watch him, like. You know, say oh, I'm gonna kill this guy, and then he kills him, and you're like, oh, he's a man of his word. You know, he just—it's that is my the thing I like about it. But I, so comparing it, those two, if you want to break down Twitch into a, a success into a formula of like game skill plus personality equals success, then uh, Doctor Disrespect and Shroud have similar success but opposite game skill and personality. Like Shroud is amazing at every game. He doesn't have a fantastic personality. He's fun to joke with and he'll, you know, he's not terrible to interact with, but the doc is okay at games, but he's awesome personality. Awesome to watch, you know, great interaction. His, his character is fantastic. Yeah, I agree. It's all all part of the equation. You know, I totally agree with you. I watch these, uh, Tarkov (laughs) streamers. Um, I bet they're boring as shit, aren't they? Well, there's, 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 so Tarkov in general is like slow paced, you know? Right. So there's Cotton, who is like. Does he make bold moves? He, they all make bold moves. They all make <laughs> bold moves. But, uh, Tarkov. Do they pay off? Um, sometimes, sometimes they pay off. Um, this is an inside joke game. that I'm not aware of. Um, oh, it's from Dodgeball. Uh, ESPN okay. 8, the Ocho. Okay. That's a bold move, Cotton. Yeah, let's um, see who pays off. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking, you know, I can never remember that guy's name. Peter Livingston? Hmm? Is it Peter Livingston or Jason Bateman? Probably Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. He's a he's the, the main actor. Yeah, Jason Bateman. That's who it is. But yeah, I mean Cotton Cotton is interesting to watch. Um he's kind of like a cross between the Doc and Shroud. Okay. Then there's another guy who is technically excellent, but he's very boring. And his personality is like right, you know what I mean? He gets to get still gets to people a lot of people people watch them because they want to see Escape from Tarkov. You know, not because because Escape Escape from Tarkov does horribly on Shroud Stream. Because Shroud Stream wants to see action. They don't want to see you wandering around the woods with no interaction with five minutes of pure insanity and then you die. You know what I mean? They don't want to see that. And like five or ten minutes of you going through your gear. They don't want to see that. They want to see like like you know, PUBG esque action and an escalation at the end. And Tarkov does not offer that, you know. It does sporadically, but not really, not dependably. So it, Tarkov does really bad on Shroud. Every time he's played Tarkov, it's been like a laughable, and he's not good at it. And he's he's frustrated by playing it, 
and it's just not good to watch on his stream. But watching those guys play it is worth it. And I think they have they get like around two thousand to three thousand people when they're on stream because of they want to see Tarkov and those guys have to be good. Then there's Pastilli. So he's an Australian streamer. He used to play CSGO and he was ranked CSGO and won a bunch of awards for CSGO back in the day. Um he's amazing at Tarkov. Watching him play is like watching like a god come down to earth to fucking, you know, dance among mortals at someone's wedding. I mean, it's amazing <laughs> watching him play. It really is. Um, and it's funny because he gets around same like 3,000, 4,000 subs. So, I mean, you know, people watching him, you know, and his streams are pretty boring as far as like the technical stuff, the tech, like the actual watching side of it because Tarkov in general is a boring thing to watch. But yeah, so the formula is kind of skewed. I mean, I think it works. I think those two guys are the paragon of it, like Dr. Respect and Shroud, because they're kind of like playing all kinds of games and doing all kinds of things. But yeah, I don't know, man. I do miss the old days about a year, maybe a year and a half ago when Shroud and Justin and Chad were all playing PUBG and it was relatively new and everyone would just drop school and walk out with like 30 kills and... Yeah, those were good good times. Yeah, is there anything good happening on the new snow map? Uh, it seems a lot slower paced, but I think that's just like the trend of the game. People are, you know, it's a battle royale, and people are just trying to survive instead of, you know, frag. Right, 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 right. Mm. Like you gotta you gotta go for those kills, man. Push, be aggressive. It'll pay off eventually. That's how you get a that's that's how you gotta play first person shooters. Yeah. You know, there's there's no other way and now when I play Tarkov, I'm super like I just hide. You know, in Tarkov, if you don't kill anyone and you get a low low AXP score, you get what's called a run through. So it tells you at the end, it says you survived, but you ran through. And it's kind of like a little jab at your manliness. Mm-hmm. So someone was joking on Pastilli's stream and he was like they were like, he's like, they're like, what was wrong? What's, uh, what's wrong with the run through? He's like, 95% of my raids are run throughs. You know, that's how I am. Like, I'm just like, I'm in there. I'm like a rat sneaking around in the corners looking for dead bodies to loot. You know, I'm like, you know, that's what I do, man. That's how I roll. You know, I, if I, if I hear for gunfire, I run the other way. Now, there's some, there's another guy on our, in my Discord. When he hears gunfire and talk off, he's like, I want to get involved. And he goes, he said, let's go. You know what I mean? We run across a thing to fucking go fuck with these guys. And we always get fucking laid out. He doesn't, but I always do. You yeah, know, see, you I, got, I, I like that attitude because, you know, you have to be aggressive uh, to get comfortable with being in firefights and, you know, yeah. being comfortable to fight. Because if you are, then you can not fight if you choose. But it's not like a shock or super stressful when it does happen. You're comfortable in in that situation, and I think that's what you really need to be to to play first person shooters well. True, true that, true that. I agree. Now you know what's kind of funny to me. I'm good at, and I think this is the mechanics of the first person shooter. I'm good at first person shooting in, say. Star Citizen, um, 
and I'm good at first person in, well, I won't say good. Yeah, no, Star Citizen. <laughs> Probably because in Star Citizen there's so many other components and so many other things happening. That, you know, there's some points when you get to a purely first person mode, but for the most part, there's a lot of things happening and people like they're not just worried about you in that room. They're worried about, oh, my ship is out there, and where's the cargo, and there's all these things happening. Does he have a friend? But, yeah. <sighs> okay. All That's right. all I got. Anyway. So I'm going to introduce a new section, uh, which may or, not, may or may not end up being, uh, you know, populated weekly, but... Uh, I'm going to start off with a a bit of a product review slash recommendation. Of course, you can get this on Amazon, but uh, polo shirts, we're all familiar with them. We all started out with the, uh, you know, two by two cotton polos from Big and Tall, and then they're 21 bucks. But unless you're naive, they very clearly turn into belly shirts you oh, know, God. after the first wash, unless the only saving grace is if you are wise enough to get the tall version, you might be able to wash them a couple of times before they shrink into obscurity or into into mm. a state where they're no longer wearable. We're all familiar with this. So a couple of years ago, I think, uh, you know, in a similar timeline, we all discovered the uh, the Reebok polo shirts made of a slightly different stretchy material cotton polyester blend you know the old cotton poly um they are however on the pricier side but they do Mm -hmm. hold up and they don't really shrink i still recommend you get the tall version if possible to give you a little extra wiggle room um and everyone's happy with the reebok shirts right they feel good you feel like it's a little fancier than the, than the cotton polo. You feel faster. Not necessarily speed suits, but, you know, you're well on your way. Am I wrong? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Everyone likes them. Okay. Now, I discovered IZOD title holder polos on a, uh, a trip to Atlanta, Georgia. Now, these are, I will honestly say, probably the closest I will ever come to wearing a silk polo shirt. They're quite, they're thin. They're stretchier than the Reebok shirts. They come in all sorts of different colorways. Oh God. Yeah. Stupid. We'll, we'll go back to that one. Um, and in general, they're more affordable. I have found, I have, uh, I want to say five gray, blue, green, yeah, I have five of these shirts, and you can generally find them bet- for between $25 and $35, where I believe the Reebok shirts go for about $50. Maybe you can find them on sale. So these right here, $36.99. Depending on the color, yes. the I, I believe I recently got the blue oh, one I see. in my size, and you know the price can change by size. Uh, but I got the blue one actually in the mail today for twenty-seven dollars. Mm-hmm. I will say that these are not as—they don't have the potential ruggedness that the Re- that the Reebok shirts do, since the Reebok shirts are, 
you know, a little thicker. Um, James, you doing okay? Yeah, I'm all right. Okay. I just heard some uh, some breathing there. No, I'm fine. Some, some shallow breathing. No, the light is killed. <laughs> the, the light for the monitors has hurt my eyes. Oh, sorry. You no, know, I'm all right. So I'm just resting my eyes here. I'm I'm good. I'm By good. the way, everyone them. everyone should use Flux. F dot L U X. Google it. It's fantastic. It's basically a, a light filter for your monitor. You can turn it on and off. It it makes things makes looking at your monitor much more comfortable. It's amazing. I use it on all my computers. Yeah, I uninstalled it. Hate it. Well, that's fine. Um, <laughs> you should reinstall it because it will uh, it will ease you into sleep sleepy time mode. If you're using your computer late, all the blue light from your monitor fucks up your circadian rhythm and keeps you awake. Mm-hmm. So you can filter that out. Anyways, back to the shirts. Um, very stretchy material. I personally like that. I'm a big fan of stretch stretchy clothing lately, uh, as James is as James knows. Um, and they're just, they're very light and comfortable. The collars don't, don't seem to roll up. I don't know if that's because they're thinner or they're not like a ribbed material for our pleasure. Like the Reebok shirts are, Mm -hmm. um, but if you're in the market for a polo shirt, take a look at the link, check out your size, check out the pricing on this particular link. It goes from a large tall all the way to a 5x tall or 4x big i do recommend the tall if you're you know if you're approaching 6 feet or above get the tall version um yeah check this out this particular link only has 3 of the colors but if you want to search for you know izod title holder polo they have there's gray there's a light blue um black you know salmon uh a bunch of different <laughs> a bunch of different colors salmon i like yeah. that so you know as, treat yourself once in a while uh, 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 uh. james yeah rest in your eyes no yeah he's yeah. like so, nope i was sleeping last thing he says treat yourself for a while yeah once in a while treat yourself to a nice new polo shirt all right, it's all good. I almost fell asleep during your whole discussion of the games. So yeah, no, I was, I was watching. Michael. I started to close my eyes, and I was like, "No, no, let me open them." Yeah, I'm going to fall asleep. Uh. Yeah. So, uh, link in the show notes to Amazon Izod title holder polos. <sighs> well, Check Evan, I, I like that. So, I got two things now. I need to try. Yeah, the uh, the super stretchy motion jeans. And this. They got a green one here, Michael. I know. All you need is a green a green one and an orange one that are one size too small and you're good. <laughs> oh I got well I got my orange one right here. I'm good. <laughs> is it one size too small though? At least. <laughs> it might be two sizes too small. I there have a go. feeling is that a as a banana republic? This is uh Nautica. Ah. It is two XL. Oh yeah, yes, you you are correct. <laughs> that is at least Please. one size too small. It's more than one size too small, buddy boy. Yeah, like I said, at least Please, one buddy. one size too and small. It's, and it's all cotton, and that's sure to expose the underbelly. Oh yeah. Oh, you, me, you lift your arms up in that, and it, it, oh yeah, full... dude. That's the test, right? After oh, you wash six, a polo shirt, this try to get something off the top shelf. This is mm-hmm. cotton and polyester. Yeah. I mean, still, there's no spandex in there. Right. 
Right. And it's not it's not a two XL tall. Well, I I typically don't buy the tall versions. You're you're on the border. You should. Well, you should, and I'll tell you why. You should because too long. you they no, look no, like no. night shirts. No, no. <laughs> See, you're you're borderline, so I'll give you that. But you like to tuck in your shirts at every opportunity. Except I don't like tucking in polo shirts. So that's because you always get ones that are too short. If you get the longer <laughs> ones, it will feel right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll take it under advisement. Okay, that's all I that's that's all I can ask for. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it's in God's hands now, Evan. It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So, um, hope everyone checks that out. That is my current polo shirt of choice. Moving on to Yum Update. Uh, because it's very easy to claim a month is something. Uh, January of last year and this year, because last year was so successful, January is World Carnivore Month. So trying to spread the good word, people to eat more meat, eat local meat if possible, eat high-quality meat if possible, uh, but in general, fight the vegan movement. That does my own words. That's not part of this World Carnivore Month. Um, but the demonization of specifically red meat has got to stop. It does not cause heart attacks. It does not cause cancer. This is fake news, bad science, and propaganda. I want to know what causes drowsiness. Uh, that is personal irresponsibility and lack of sleep. Uh-huh. That's all that is. And it's honestly, to be to be perfectly honest, for the three of us, for rather for the two of you, it's a severe lack of blood ketones. That's what causes drowsiness. Because if you had been following a targeted, I'm saying targeted, a true ketogenic slash carnivore diet, your blood circulation would be full of ketones, of processed lipids, and you would be through the roof with energy. Hmm. I'm probably in a mild state of of ketosis at the moment. I can't say that you're not, so I'll have to go with that. I mean, I haven't eaten anything since last night, and uh-huh. all I've had to drink today was water. So, well, It takes a, about 12 to 16 hours for your uh, body to use up the muscle and liver glycogen, assuming you are somewhat active. So if you basically woke up, went to get water, and sat down for the podcast, I would say your ketone levels are quite low. Mm. Now, if you took the stairs down to the lobby and then took the stairs back up, you'd be well on your way. Yeah, to a heart attack. No, to mild ketosis. I don't think I could take the stairs all the way up. I mean, it would take you a while. I'm not saying you got to run up them all at the same time. You know. Pace yourself. But anyways, getting back to uh, World Carnivore Month, I posted a Reddit article in here from the Zero Carb uh, sort of carnivore subreddit with lots of links here. There's um, a bunch of doctors who support this this diet and movement. You know, they have Twitter, YouTube pages, blog pages, uh, Facebook groups. Um, let's see, there's an images section here. I don't know if that's like before or after. 
um, photos, websites for other resources, uh, history of nutrition science, bunch of books, bunch more YouTube channels, some podcasts, news articles, related subreddits, all kinds of good stuff um, showing you the beneficial, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Beneficial results, beneficial outcome, I don't know. Beneficial benefits. I was going to say, you could just say the benefits. The benefits, yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to sound smarter, man. I'm trying to do more. I'm trying trying to do more, you know? I want to more. I, I understand that. Yeah. I get it. As one who wants to more myself. Yeah. I get so, it. So, an issue, we need more science on this, you know. I personally agree that carnivore slash keto slash low carb is ideal for most people. If you are a uh, a high intensity athlete, it may, it's not for you. You know, you have needs that... But you'd have to be really high intensity. Yeah, like, uh, you know, 100-meter Olympic sprinter fucking eat pasta. Yes. That. If if you are... If you're an endurance runner, or like running marathons, or Ironman, um, you can probably do this. Keto, carnivore kind of thing. Uh, But, you know, maybe some, some... targeted carbohydrates like if you're during the running or the biking section you take down one of those uh those sort of it's like a gel it's just like a sugar gel and you can burn through that really quickly for like a boost of energy um but you don't really need it anyways right. some of the some of the issue with the old science on red meat and meat consumption in general um is it's not well executed basically saying that people who had elevated uh, consumption of meat in their diets had more instances of cancer, which led to a claim of red meat being carcinogenic. What they didn't take into account or really examine is like, you know, what else are those people eating? Are they smoking? Are they drinking? Are they having, you know, an extra steak with four extra potatoes? Like that kind of thing. So, right. Anyways, do your own research, form your own opinions. Uh, here's a, a pretty good resource. January 2019, World Carnivore Month. Um, there are delivery services such as ButcherBox, which will you know deliver packages of meat to your door, frozen on dry ice. Um, I've heard, though, that they don't have fantastic customer service. So if you can shop uh, locally, that's awesome. I know that Aldi has a lot of grass-fed, grass-finished, which is important, um, meats. Or if you have a local farmer's market, you can see if there's a butcher there, um, you know, a local farmer. That's what I'm planning to do. There's a farmer's market near uh, where I live. And the I'll say the meat purveyor is in their off-season now. They're, they're raising the new calves and everything, but they come back in April uh, or early May. And I plan on visiting them and trying to buy like a quarter or half a cow um, because it's, you know, it's from a good source. Mm. Now, the reason why you do want to, I'll say this, if you have the budget, which not everyone does, if you have the budget to get good meat, go for the packages that say 100% grass-fed, grass-finished. 
because you know with advertising and wording the way it is you can you can claim that it is that a cat was grass fed and what they do is for the entire you know I'll say 90% of the cow's life they feed it grass hay can wander around whatever for the last 6 months they put them in a feed lot and just give them like corn and soy to fatten them up which basically degrades any uh boost in quality from the whole life of grass feeding so mm-hmm. if it's grass fed and grass finished mm-hmm. perfect it does tend to be a little bit more expensive but if you're on a budget go for you know the grocery store 75 25 or 80 20 10 pounds of ground beef for 20 bucks get 60 eggs at walmart for five bucks you know it's better it's it's still better than you know a, a carb rich diet it's still better so evan let me let me ask you a question real quick sure this whole carnivore thing right i mean this is just an extension of the zero carb thing uh yeah or, lo- or low carb thing whatever you want to call it right, right? yeah now and, and another way to compare it uh or sort of classify it is somewhat of an elimination diet. A lot of people have digestive issues or autoimmune issues, allergies, stuff like that. So what they'll do is go to their doctor or nutritionist and they'll start an elimination diet. So they'll say like for one month or for two months, all you can have is chicken, whole wheat pasta, and broccoli. And, you know, there's certain aspects about that where like if you have an adverse reaction to chicken, They'll say, okay, well, you're allergic to chicken now for some reason. Now you can only have, now have, you know, beef, whole wheat pasta, and broccoli. And they'll, they'll do that, start adding more foods if there's no reaction to this sort of base. You can build that back up. Um, the, the carnivore diet is kind of like that. It's an elimination diet. It's like meat, animal products only, mm-hmm. which tend to be, you know, in my, in my extensive research, um, most people have the least issue with like whole animal products. You know, you could have an issue with, you know, processed foods or hummus or something. You're allergic to garbanzo beans or chickpeas, mm-hmm. whatever you want to, whatever you want to call them. So, you know, that's a good basis to, to start from is it's zero carb. Cause you don't really, need carbohydrates although i do as as i'm getting further into this i do think that um both uh like high carb and low carb have their uses and you should eat locally and seasonally if possible that's like ideal um but cut out you know as much processed foods as you can and you know, if you have any issues, they will likely start to clear up. Uh-huh. But to answer your original question, yes. This is an extension uh, or, you know, a stricter low-carb diet. All right. So no plants. No plants. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the... the and, since you bring that up, the argument is, well, where are you going to get your nutrients? And you need fiber. Number one, you do not need fiber. Most fiber, uh, if it's if it's soluble fiber, you can digest 
you know, uh, a good part of it. If it's insoluble fiber, which is usually about half of, you know, a plant material or some, some more, you know, breads and processed foods that can actually irritate your intestines. And that's why you're like, Oh, you need fiber to keep regular and poop. No, you're pooping because your body's like, get rid of this garbage. Now it's an emergency, you know, <laughs> like that. Um, you definitely do not need fiber for, uh, intestinal and gut health. You do not. Um, hmm. what was my other point? Oh, vitamins and stuff. So the most vitamin rich food on the planet, you know, all the, all the vitamins and nutrients that we think are essential, um, is beef liver. So mm-hmm. if you take a sub, if you don't want to eat it, and by the way, cooking anything takes away about half of its vitamin content. If you like, if you cook a liver well done, it'll have about fifty percent of uh, the vitamins that it starts with. However, it starts with such an astronomical amount that it's still fantastic. So uh-huh. you can either you can either cook and eat liver, or you can take. Um, desiccated liver tablets or desiccated organ pills. Like I, like I sent Mike, you mm-hmm. know, liver, heart, kidneys, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that is a, I mean, yeah, I guess you could take a multivitamin too, but most of those are just, you know, not going to be absorbed very well. Kind of just go right through you. Hmm. But anyways, that's how you do it. Gotcha. So please check out this, this Reddit article is actually quite a lot of very good information there enough to, you know, entertain you for at least a couple of days and, uh, get your learn on. Yeah. I see. There's lots of, uh, got the whole like thing right here. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. And you lots can just of click links, on the top zero carb and take you to the main zero carb subreddit, not just this, you know, post, but there's so much information in just this post. Um, it'll give you a very good start. Mhm. All right. Sounds trying good. to save lives, Mike. <laughs> I get it. One steak at a time. <coughs> yep. All right. Okay. So, Evan, I think you'll you'll like this and so will you, James. Um next up at the uh fish market in Japan in Tokyo. Skiji. Uh or the, one of the other ones. They brought in a record price for a bluefin tuna. $8 million? It was uh, $3 million. Ooh. That's 278 kilogram. <clears throat> Jesus. Bluefin tuna. That's a big tuna. I mean, there's, so there's bigger tunas, but I think bluefin is like the rarest of the rare right now. Mm. So it demands a much higher price. 278 kilograms. That's like 600 pounds. Oh, wait, no. Kill yeah, it's like 600 pounds. Mm-hmm. Three million. Yeah, Three million I mean, dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Which is 333 million yen. Yeah, uh, this will probably this the, be... This is more than double the previous record. So, there you go. I, I can only assume it's going to go to an extremely high-end restaurant where you go in for... You know, the chef's menu of su- the sushi tasting chef's menu. And like, there's no price. It's one of those, <laughs> you know, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Oh, I read an article about that where, you know, it was on Vice 
where these two guys went to some restaurant. Mm. They're like, oh, man, it's delicious. Oh, my. it was like, you know, some kind of shit like that. And they got the bill and it was like $1,300 or something. They're like, Like they were expecting, you know, okay, maybe it'll be like three hundred bucks or something, you know. But right. like, it was like, whoa. Yeah, and I mean, there's, there, <laughs> I, I personally think there's an upper limit to, <laughs> uh, justifiable food prices. I mean, you can make a fantastic meal for, you know, eight dollars, and you can pay five hundred for a fantastic meal for two. Mm-hmm. But. Like thirteen hundred bucks or whatever this is going to cost is unjustified. Because honestly, I would, I can confidently say the quality difference um, is unnoticeable. Probably after like two hundred dollars a person. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, take it for what you want, but probably they're going to get a premium on this fish. Not necessarily because of, not oh, sorry, not only because of its quality, but for who is going to prepare it. Like, there's definitely a price on the name of that chef. Oh, right. So, I don't know how that would happen here. Yeah, so, um, okay. Yeah, but that's a, that's a thick boy, as James would say. Indeed. Yeah, it is. All right, yeah. One of my links got moved to the Yum Update section, which it shouldn't have been for some reason. So ah. sorry, I I, rem- I moved it back to where it How should be. How dare you? Um, but yeah, okay. So next up is one of mine. It's the uh, we talked about this briefly earlier. The snake diet. So this is an article we've talked about the snake diet, snake juice, blah blah blah, all that. Yep. It's a guy. Uh, what's his name? Cole what? Cole Robinson. Cole Robinson. A fantastic who, Canadian citizen. There you go. Uh, you know, snakediet.com, right? Is that it? Uh, uh, I believe so. And his whole thing with the... Basically, he, he advocates, you know, don't eat. Stop eating. Yep. Hey, fatty. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, do do fasting for quite a while. Eat until you don't need to eat. Or don't eat until... You actually need to until you're really hungry or whatever, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. So here's an article on Business Insider that talks about the snake diet, but I think they've kind of misunderstood the yeah. diet or made some assumptions. Yeah, a, uh, a bit. Maybe made some assumptions. Maybe half. They're, they've exaggerated some things. I don't know. Um, Maybe you can talk a little bit more about this, Evan. I will talk about, a little bit more about this. So about what they're saying. My, when Mike first presented us with this article, I had a problem with the headline. I'll read the headline to you. A trend called the snake diet, where you eat one giant meal a day, then fast for 22 hours, is gaining popularity. But here's why experts say it's a bad idea. So if anyone has watched Cole Robinson's videos or uh, testimonials of snake dieters or looked his website, he does not say eat one meal a day. One meal a day has been popular for years now because it is a, a an easy way, a relatively easy way to implement intermittent fasting, um, which has about 70% of the benefits of a longer-term fast 
without the, you know, without giving up food for an extended period of time. Um, so that's my, you know, immediate judgment of this article. I have not read all of it, but what Cole does advocate is extended fasting. As Mike mentioned, basically, uh, if you are morbidly obese, ho ho ho, or sorry, that's not even the best one, Mike, you know, there's one above that, right? No, we've talked about this. No. What is it? Super obese. Holy no shit. Yes. Yeah, we have talked about it. I, no. I was like, is bro, yeah. it is a thing. I was like, guys, get your capes. We're super obese. <laughs> obese? I got to look this up. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay, so super obese. <laughs> then you Ooh, do a not. A BMI of over 50. Yeah, you do not need food to live. You need Basic electrolytes and minerals such as sodium, potassium, calcium, magnesium. That is the minimum requirement that your body needs to survive. And Mm -hmm. Cole Robinson advocates an appropriate intake of those minimum required vitamins and minerals uh, so that your body can work and burn through its fat stores giving you energy, lowering your weight, and saving your life. So, Evan, I'm not uh, super obese. Well, congratulations. I'm morbid ob- morbidly <laughs> obese. <laughs> you win. Yeah, I'm not quite at the 50 yet. So, yeah. so another uh, advocate obese. of... Yeah, another advocate of... Intermittent fasting and ketogenic diet is uh, a guy who I also like watching. He's also Canadian. He's a nephrologist, a kidney doctor named Jason Fung. And we've probably talked about him before. Mm -hmm. Um, But he definitely advocates, you know, one meal a day or at least a time-restricted eating window, uh, the most common of which is uh, like 16-8. So you fast for 16 hours and you have an eight-hour period of time during the day. Uh, in which to consume all your calories. Now, that might seem you're like 16 hours of no food. Yeah, but if you sleep for seven or eight hours a night, you know, you're not hungry in your sleep. So it's kind of a way to cheat, you know, so you only don't eat for eight hours a day, which is not hard. And so something to mention about fasting, a lot of people are like, I can't not eat. And I understand that. I used to think the very same way. But as soon as you do it once or twice or three times, not not even for a very long period of time, you can fast for three days or four days, which, you know, if you're morbidly obese or super obese, eh, uh, is perfectly Hmm. sustainable. You gain confidence that you can do it. And every time you do it after that, your body gets into it even easier. So it's like no big deal. Mm-hmm. It's the, the very first time you might struggle a little bit. You're going to have cravings. You're going to feel lethargic. If you take in those uh, minerals and electrolytes that can help combat that, stay hydrated, uh, which is another issue in this article. Now, that's one that Mike brought up that uh, I guess some of the doctors were concerned about the sodium levels. Mm-hmm. You said you read most of this, right? I did. So can you elaborate on that a little bit? 
So they just said that uh, snake juice contains, if you take a daily dose, you know, of snake juice, um, it's has 4,000 milligrams of sodium. They said that's nearly double the amount you should be consuming in a day. And, of course, they say that can, you know, cause problems like high blood pressure mm-hmm. or, you know, if you have any kidney issues, blah, 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 blah. Okay. But we always know people are always like, oh, my God, lay off the salt, lay off the salt, lay off the sodium. But you need salt to live, obviously. Yep. And it's not really as bad as you would think. And you actually need a fair amount to live. Yes. So a couple of things. This is a a complicated, um, complicated topic. What's the Mike? What's that road? The name of the road? It's a sticky wicket. No, (laughs) (laughs) no, it's like a road that rotates and folds back in on itself. It's it's not like an infinity symbol, but a Mobius strip. Yeah, it's like a Mobius strip here. Okay, (laughs) so doctors are concerned. That it uh, it includes four thousand milligrams of sodium, which is it can be a lot if you're consuming the standard American diet, and can increase blood pressure. However, low sodium can have a an effect on your body that basically makes you more insulin resistant. And if that term is not familiar to you, insulin resistance uh, is a contributing factor to diabetes. Because when you eat carbohydrates and sugar, it triggers an insulin response to get the sugar out of your blood into your fat stores. Insulin also tells your kidneys to hold on to salt, as much liquid as possible. So if you're doing that and your kidneys are holding on to salt and you're adding more salt on top of that, that can have poor side effects. However, when you're fasting or doing a ketogenic diet, your insulin stays low, nearly non-existent, because the only reason insulin is there is to get the extra sugar out of your blood. So if you don't put any extra sugar in your system, in your blood, insulin is not needed. So it won't tell your kidneys to hold on to salt. It won't tell your body to hold on to water. You're going to urinate more. You're going to pee out those electrolytes. So to function properly, you need to take more in to maintain a proper level. There you go. Yeah. Spoken like a true scientist. Exactly. You know, I'm going to be an actual doctor one day. (laughs) I might be 65, but it's probably going to happen. Well, Higgs is a doctor, right? So there you go. It took him a while. He's a butt doctor. Is he? He's a, he's a, what's it called? A proctologist. I don't know if it's that, but he does, he does like a, Colon stuff. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah, well, there you go. I bet he does colon stuff. <laughs> hey, that is a a wide group. <laughs> so, no, could be any number of things. Oh uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, there's also uh, magnesium. So, sodium is the most. I'll say the most important salt slash electrolyte. However, it should be taken in a ratio of roughly two to one with potassium. Um, but you should not, you shouldn't go over about 5,000 milligrams of potassium per day. So if you take 10,000 milligrams of sodium and 5,000 milligrams of potassium, that's a lot. If you are a very active person, like if you're in the gym seven hours a day working out, you'll take that no problem and you'll be fine. You also need magnesium. For so potassium you need for muscle contraction, 
magnesium you need for muscle relaxation. Both of those are important for the primary muscle, your heart. Most heart attacks seem to be a uh, deficiency of one of those. Hmm. So, you know, causing muscle spasms because you don't have Cite enough your of one source. Of no, I'm kidding. I, I can't <laughs> off the top of my head, but I could probably find some for you. I'm sure you could. I'm just, I'm just kidding. It's like, you, there's tons I, of lies on the internet. I'm sure you can I, find I, something. <laughs> I, uh, I actually foolishly believe you. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's foolishly or not, I do believe you. So. Yep. Um, I, I think, I think you've done the research. I have done. As, as they say. The research. Yes. Uh, so what, what else is there to say? Um, Cole Robinson does not, he's not the best presenter. I like him. I think he's a great character. He's probably not as aggressive face to face in real life, but his YouTube channel, he's he's trying to get this information out to to thousands of people. He's he's pro fat shaming in a good way. And that actually brings up another point. Um I don't go out of my way looking for YouTube channels of like body positivity uh fat vegan chicks but you know there's some out there and uh they should be stopped like gotta get some sense into that head of yours you know i appreciate your your vegan ideals but there's better ways to <laughs> to vegan, go about life your vegan cuck ideals yeah please go suck off and it carrot. doesn't make you know what <laughs> doesn't make any fucking sense why they won't eat eggs Chicken, you can have like ethically raised chickens. You can have your own fucking chickens as pets in your backyard. You know, they're not like they're not pooping your out slaves. eggs all day. They do. They, they poop out eggs every fucking day, and they're clean the, and they're free. Fucking, and you know where they came from? It's the ovum, though. It's the unfertilized <laughs> ovum. It's yeah. a meat product. It's meat. Meat's murder. It's true. <laughs> you don't know if that if that chick was that ever born. That could have become president. <laughs> Yeah, so if you like, like veganism, man, doesn't make any sense. Evan, Evan, I got a funny thing to say about that. Okay, you'd say vegan, right? Yeah. Fucking okay. So last night, I started watching. I mean, I've seen it before, but I started watching Hoarders. Uh huh. And I watched like two or three episodes, which motivated me to start cleaning. By the way, good. Um, cleaned off my desk and uh, cleaned off table in the living room. Um. And, but, so this one guy, okay, a couple, some of these people, I mean, you can see like, okay, they have mental problems, right? And this one guy, I mean, he looked homeless, you know? Right. Like, if you saw this guy walking down the street, you'd be like, oh, that's, that's clearly a homeless man. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, although he actually had a freestanding house that he owns and lives in, of course, which is like half destroyed, um, just because, you know. It's supported by all the garbage inside. Just about. Like the guy <laughs> came in, he's like, I don't even know how this how the ceiling is supported right now. Yeah. I don't know what's supporting what. Like this is this is wild, you know? Um It's like your like your old desk, like don't upset the balance. Kinda, yeah. Oh right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I was like, I don't know how this comes toppling down. Yeah, I was like, I don't know how this thing is held up right now, but you know, don't fuck with it. Um But uh so this guy 
he goes around on on a bicycle and he has like a little like cart thing attached to it and he goes dumpster diving yeah right and they they use the term he call he used to call himself a freegan oh, yeah. <laughs> oh <geez. laughs> yeah, i was like geez. what and I mean, it's like he's, taking he's, heads of lettuce out of the garbage and stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yep. I was like, "What? <sighs> Come on, dude." Yeah, it's like, oh my god, this fucking poor guy. This guy is like, this guy is fucked up. You know, like some of these other people, you're like, get it together. You know, like yeah. they actually like you look at their house from the outside, and you're like, oh, this is a nice house. You know, like it actually looks very nice. And you go inside and there's, you know, stuff everywhere. You're like, oh, okay, whatever, you know? Yeah. This guy, like, you'd be like, oh, that's a ramshackle shack, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Like, from the outside, you could very much tell that, you know? Like, he has shit in the yard, you know? Yeah. Like, he's been cited by the city for having shit in the yard. Like, I'm a freaking. No, you're a destitute grandfather. Stop. Uh, (laughs) I mean, yeah, just about, yeah. Luckily, they were able to to help him out at least a little bit, you know? They actually couldn't even do the whole house because we were like... The guy was like, we can't go back there. He's like, it's unsafe. He's at like, that this, point. He's like, this thing could come down, you know? Dude, at that but, point, you say, do you have homeowner's insurance? If the answer <laughs> is yes, set that shit on fire. <laughs> Dude, that guy had no utilities in that sucker. Oh, at, geez. At oh come all. on. At come all. on. Dude. He's, a poor guy. he's just a poor guy with no money. This yeah. guy this guy was shitting in a bucket. How does he pay fucking real estate tax every year? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know. Sells some of his wares from the dumpsters. I don't remember what state they were in, but yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I didn't. I mean, this guy had books everywhere, which I was like, okay. You know, I was like, what up? What hazard? You know, but, but I mean, his books were like out of control. Like, you know, half of them are moldy. And he's like, no, I got to save that. They're like, bro, you can't save this. He's the hoarder. I mean, it's like, yeah. Take a look at his lungs. What kind of garbage is he inhaling all day? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, on almost all those shows, they show people, like, when they go in there to clean, they're wearing, like, a freaking, you know, like a one of those sawdust like masks. Hazmat suit? <laughs> well, almost. Shit, one lady's house that looked totally normal on the outside, and she looks like a normal lady, you know? She didn't look homeless like this guy, you know? Um, she had, a you know, just stuff everywhere, and then they find it, like, they really started going through a lot of the stuff, and then in the both in the garage and then even in her living room, they're like, he's like, I want you to come see this, right? He's like, see all this? He's like, this is pee and poop all over the place from, like, rats. Mm-hmm. You know? Ugh. And and he's like, look at this couch. Like, they finally uncovered the couch. <laughs> like, And they're like, look, they've been burrowing in this fucking thing and living in here. You That's know? disgusting. Like, Stop. Yeah. So they're like, nope, toss it, you know? Yeah. Then, and she still was, like, trying to, like, save all this stuff. That they were like, you can't save this stuff, you know? Like, it's it's trash, you know? Like, finally, the guy uncovered in a closet a dead rat and a dead mouse. Almost right next to each other. Awesome. Like, like almost flattened on the ground. Like, it was so crazy. Like, on the carpet. Desiccated. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, here, come here. I want to show you something. <laughs> right? And she comes and sees She's like, oh, my God. She freaks out and, like, runs off. <laughs> And she's like crying and shit. She's like, I didn't know it was like this. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Hasn't opened that closet in years. And after that, she was like, okay, yeah, everything needs to go. Yeah, fine. You know, because <laughs> before that, she was like, no, I want to keep it. You know. Mm-hmm. Now she's like, I didn't know it was like that. Oh my god. Oh, da, 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 da. But yeah, man. It's like, Whoa. you know what the, the sad thing is? Woo. Probably <laughs> in five years, 
it'll be a very similar situation. Who? With that lady. Oh, you like, think it'll clean out the house? Yeah, and she'll be good for like six months, and then things will start stacking up bit by bit. Probably. That's yeah, like well, a, a I, lifetime of effort that she'll need to maintain. Evan, I was there. So I'm like, look at this shit. I'm like, these poor sons of bitches. And then I'm like, <laughs> then, then I'm like looking around and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I need to get my shit together. You know, this is yeah. fucking stupid. I mean, okay. I'm, if we're being totally real, I'm not at that point yet. No. We're not that bad, but it could easily devolve into that if we don't do something about it, you know? Right. So yeah, that's like last night at like 3am I started like cleaning my desk off, throwing shit away, you know, went out to the table out there, cleaned everything off there. You know, I was like trash, 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 trash. I was like, okay. I was like, this is fucking crazy. You know, went through some mail, you know, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, because like, this is fucking nuts. You know? So, yeah. I, I gotta, I, I mean, I got too much stuff. I've have been, uh, taking old clothes and uh, some shoes and everything to Goodwill. Uh-huh. So I got rid of like three three medium-sized moving boxes worth of clothes. Do you wash everything first and then fold it and then put it in there, or what do you do? Um, Or you don't wash it at yes. all, or you what? No. Well, if it's... So it's, it's all older stuff that either doesn't fit me or it haven't worn in a long time. Sure. And I had washed it previously. I did not wash it again. But mm. I, you know, but I had not sitting, worn it. It was it was just sitting in a drawer or something, or yeah, or whatever. Oh, okay, yeah. So the, I mean, they are clean. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Um, yeah, but I need gotcha. to get rid of some more stuff. Yeah, well, me too. So I'll be I'll be joining you on that. Um, twenty nineteen, the cleansing. Oh yeah, I mean, in more <laughs> in more ways than one. And I'm sorry to derail this, but one more little thing. So did you did you guys see and then it got deleted? But there was a post on Reddit where a guy was like, "Yo, help me! I don't know what to do." He's like, "I work from home. I have this little office, you know, that I use for work, and my wife never really goes in it. You know, she doesn't really need to." And so he says, "He says it started like." Like, he peed in a jar once because, like, his wife was in the bathroom or it was, you know, whatever it was. (laughs) And then it just turned into this thing, right? Right. Where he started peeing in jars and he, like, (laughs) stored them in, like, the attic of this little room. Oh, my God. (laughs) And it was so it's, like, a year's worth or three years worth or whatever it was of jars of pee. Doesn't make any sense, right? But, okay. You know. And then... While he wasn't there, his wife went in there, like, looking for, like, extra storage space or something, and found it. Mm-hmm. And now she's like, I'm divorcing you. Well. And I think the post got taken down. Like, I get on the guy deleted it or what happened. But right. I was <laughs> you're like, what? They should, go to, they should go to counseling. I mean, it's a longer story than that, but I kind of shortened it, you know. But yeah. But yeah. I can't, I can't imagine that it would have gone totally unnoticed. Uh, I mean, I guess it depends on who does the shopping. Like, where how where are you, where getting, are you getting a these jars? Jars, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, you gotta imagine what that room must already look like. It's not just that. There's more to it than that. 
It's just not just jars of pee. I mean, jars of pee are weird, but if his wife loved him, she'd be like, you're a fucking weird monster. Why are you peeing in jars for three <laughs> fucking years? Like, I can't imagine a woman leaving you over that. You know, right. I really can't. I think she was I, looking for an excuse. Yeah, there's something else I think, going on. I think, uh, well, I don't know. I think, uh, I think James and perhaps myself have had experience peeing into things other than Oh sure. Then I've, peed in, I've peed into jars and bottles. Number one, peeing into things is a slippery slope. I totally get that. <laughs> so here's the thing: sometimes you need to, yeah. but the trick is take care of it immediately. Well, Don't right. let it sit or around. at the first. If right, you at leave the first it, opportunity. If you leave it, no. At some point, you got to get rid of it. <laughs> Yes, you know, I mean, go don't into make it, it knowing thing it can't stay there. It can't be. Yeah, it can't become your thing. So yeah, whatever. This guy's getting what he deserved for being a dumbass. <laughs> and obviously, there's more stuff. There's more to this story. There's a hundred percent more to this. I story. mean, probably, but yeah. He's like, help me. I don't know what to do. My wife's divorcing me, and then it's this whole story. And you're like, what the fuck? Well, don't like, you have to agree to a divorce? Like both parties have to sign yeah. paperwork. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess so. But you know, if your wife's sitting there, I hate your guts, like yelling at you <laughs> every day, you probably don't want to be there. <laughs> you know what I mean? True. I mean, you could. I guess you could. You could be that kind of person. You'd be like, "Fuck you, bitch!" Like, right? We're living together. <laughs> we're married, baby. Like, I mean, she could leave. Obviously, you know. Yeah. She, you know. In the night. No, I don't know. She could, <laughs> you know, she could leave. I mean, whatever. You know? I guess you don't have to be phys- technically divorced to not live together. But, you know. True. She just can't get remarried. Right. No, but after At so least much time, in this country. After so much time, like. Well, you can petition, like, if the person doesn't respond, I think you can yeah. petition be like, just, you know, they can have it. You can have a judge grant it anyway. But if you show up to court and be like, "Nah, I don't want to get divorced," and I don't, I don't know if the judge is like, "Okay, well, I can't, I can't do it then." Sorry, Mary, Mary you're stuck. Go yeah. back and try again. I don't think it's yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Marriage is dangerous, man. If you're if you're in love with someone, you can spend your entire life with them and avoid marriage. Then do it, or make sure you have a rock solid prenup, because otherwise you're you're giving. Fifty percent, not just like you're giving fifty percent of your your maybe, life's I'll work. Say, your your life's work and your legal your legal rights to someone else. Um, not like I mean power of attorney or whatever, but right. right, right. But here's the thing, Evan. I, in a lot of places, there's um you know the whole common law thing. Uh huh. So, like, let's say you move in with a chick and you're living together for, like, 10 years. You're now common law married. But how does that hold up in court in ter- in comparison with, a, you know, a I marriage think, license? I think if she like was, that? like, if she was, if she was, like, or if you were, like, uh, you know, yeah, I'm done, you know, we're done. She could take you to court and be, like, I want half your shit. Or you could do the same to her, maybe. I don't know. But... You know, and the and judge is like, you know, okay, so what happened? You know, oh yeah, we've been living together the last ten years, blah blah blah. They'd be like, hmm, okay, yeah, that's co- common law married then, so blah blah blah. You know, I mean, obviously, I'm not a divorce attorney, and I don't really know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> but common law marriage is definitely a thing. No so. one wants half of anything that any of us have. Trust me. All right, 
Half of your computer stuff, no. Well, here's the thing. Some half some your, some people here may may then. actually have financial assets. Yeah, yeah, some but, people do. But that's not that's not the only thing. So like if if that happens and the the court awards 50% to the other half, I'm now maybe it's a judgment by judgment basis, but I'm fairly sure that you have to like help them maintain that lifestyle. So if you well, that's, split 50-50 um, and then lose your job or whatever, you still have to pay that 50%. Is that what alimony is? Yes. It, yeah, but it depends. But I don't it, really know how that works to be honest. It depends. You don't always, that's not always a thing. And, you know, I think it, like, it depends on the lifestyle you're used to leading. My dad had to pay alimony to my, his ex-wife. But I think the lifestyle they lived was pretty decent. And, right. of course, she was like a bungler and didn't have a job or anything. So he had to pay her alimony until she got remarried, which sucked for him because it was a ridiculous sum of money. Alimony in itself is a, the stupidest thing in the world. Um, it really just should not exist. You know, like marriage I'm law sorry, needs a, a, a reworking in this country. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, so I does think custody. If you. If you marry a woman and she has nothing and you give her this great lifestyle, you know, it's the same thing. If I go to a job and I have this great lifestyle because of the job, if I randomly get fired, I get a severance package, but that's really it. And it's maybe you get severance. Otherwise, you know, you might not get anything. And then you just have to go back, stand up on your feet and try again. So same thing with you know the the marriage thing, but it, with uh, but with the marriage thing, you have to give them alimony, which is fucking stupid. Like people need to learn, they need to stand up on their own and be prepared for the worst if it should happen. So I don't so, know. I don't agree. at the very least definitely get a, an excellent prenuptial yeah. agreement. Otherwise, where's my fucking jobs alimony? I need fucking some alimony. I was used to a certain lifestyle. <laughs> I was used to buying groceries and fucking like... Take your job to divorce court, James. Eating regularly. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Food I, is awesome. I found I found the Reddit post about that thing. I'll put it in the actress section. Okay, thank you. I, I thought it got deleted, but apparently not. It's right here. So, Perfect. Uh, the, these guy's username is not what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Okay. Well, uh, James, yep. perfect opportunity to do a little, to test the waters with a little short-term fast, test the salt waters. Or I posted a, uh, a video to you guys in the group chat. I may retroactively go put it in the, in the yum <laughs> update here in the show notes of how to do keto on a budget. And that's basically, it's from a channel called Keto Connect, Matt and Mega. I like watching their stuff. They basically go to Walmart and they're like, all right, get some of this cheap ass bacon that's on sale. You know, it's like $2 for a pack. Pick up, you know, two or three of those. Get a, a 10 pound chub of ground beef, 20 bucks, $2 a pound for ground beef is a great price. Go get this 60 pack of eggs for five bucks and you're good for like two weeks or, you mm. know, for like 30 bucks. Yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't think he. I think keto can be done cheaply. That's how I've always bought my That's, meat. Is that this video ultimate keto budget plan? Yeah, probably grocery haul. Yeah, and they're gonna do another one. I think they're. I don't remember what their budget was for that. Maybe fifty dollars or something. Mm-hmm. Um, or 
Yeah, something like that. But they're going to do another one with unlimited budget, and I want to see that one. Like, okay, goose liver for everyone. Nice. Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, uh, since, Mike, you mentioned the extra section, we'll uh, we'll head into that. What do you got for us? All right. So, uh, first up, did you know, did you know, Evan? You probably did know this because you're a scientist. Yep. Whales and dolphins can mate and have offspring. Uh-huh. That's where narwhals come from. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you mean there's a seal whale with a horn? What? Um, so scientists have spotted one off the waters of Hawaii. What are these offspring? I don't know that they actually have a name for it. Um, is it dolphin sized or whale sized? It looks like uh it looks like an orca without the white spots. Which by yeah. the way, orcas are poor poor pie. Their orcas are dolphins, killer whales are dolphins. Right. In case anyone I was just, didn't know. I was just telling someone that. I was like, you know killer whales? Like, yeah. I'm like those are dolphins. They're like, yeah. so the thing called a killer whale is a dolphin. I'm like, yes. Yes, because it was <laughs> named in reverse. Right, because st- I'm sure some language, uh, some grammar hiccup, but they're called they're supposed to be called whale killers because they kill whales and sharks. But yeah, they're dolphins. And they're smart as fuck. Right. So like, you don't want to buy a house in this fucking. You know. <laughs> so like, this is such a shitty neighborhood, Gladys. Yeah. Let's let's migrate. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever sound they make. Yeah, so that's that's interesting. Didn't know there was such a such a hybrid there. Um let's see. So you can check that out. Uh and now here as as you guys know, I long to be a a a, a truck driver. Yes. It's my it's my passion. The open road. Yep. I think it's more about the trucks themselves, but you know, whatever. Okay. So you just uh, want to like live in a in the cab of a truck. You don't want to go anywhere because driving is a hassle. True. Yes. Okay. Uh, but here is an article that's basically photos of the inside of trucks. Oh, I like this. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Now scrolling down a little bit, bypassing the sort of the the header image there to the first. Uh, image the main focus it looks to me like this guy doesn't have any sheets on his bed yeah uh, no that's does what it that is what it looks like so that so is michael and if you look at him he does look that. like a greek michael <laughs> <laughs> that man is a latin god all right no. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, look at his uh, interesting steering wheel there's so many switches and dials to play yeah, with yeah and I guess this is an older. That's an rich older mahogany. Truck. Yeah. Oh, look how many no airbags dip switches are in this fucking thing. Oh yeah, you'd love it. Michael, like I air ride why. on. I don't know why you don't quit your job and just become a long haul trucker. Like I don't like you don't have any kids. You don't have any responsibility. Well, you don't have any responsibilities. You know that you care about. Just <laughs> yeah. fucking go do it, man. Go live Estes the life would hire you live. To hire anyone with a driver's license. Yeah. Go do it. Go learn this trade, man. Drive across the country. I only, I really, like Evan said, I really only want 
to like drive one of these things around like around town. I don't really want to like go anywhere. Like, Parking's <laughs> a nightmare. Yeah, I can't imagine. Well, I could I just have the cab, I guess. Like, have you considered Merchant Marines? <laughs> right. Yeah, that would suck even harder. Yeah, I think uh, it wouldn't be the lifestyle for you. This guy's so. sleeping on a bed with boxes. And there's a Confederate flag what up? somewhere. Yeah. I bet yep. there's some jars of pee around here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. I mean, this they got little got... fridges in the back and shit. I mean. An industrial-sized ashtray. Yeah, man. This is, uh, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. This guy's got his dog with him. It's like, that's awesome. Oof. Mike, this isn't the life for you, man. I don't know, man. It, I kind of like it. <laughs> I mean, they, they these are like I'm some a of the like yeah. These are like some of the the, scru- the the scrubbiest looking people they could possibly pick. You know, I'm sure these are all normal people, James. <laughs> these the are all black... like regular people. No, they, the old they, black guy, at, like his at... his shit's all neat and like yeah, it clean. is. Yeah, his looks nice. And then look at the old couple right here. There's is like just whatever, just a plain old thing. It's like that's fine, you know. That's whatever. He's eating two two uh, quarter pound big bites from Seven Eleven. Well, that's mm-hmm. what it looks like. There's another. And he's couple. got sheets on his bed. There's another a, a black couple there. The, I know the the woman's like, nah, the bed's got to look nice, so the bed yeah. looks perfect in that one. I mean, if you're gonna do this, just get just get a van. And can, and put a mattress in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think uh, I, I would like to live in uh, in one of those you know converted vans just for like a month. Just try it out. Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy's smart. He's got a whole bunk bed above, and then below he's got. Uh, oh my fucking god! Yeah. Scroll, Mike. Are you are you still scrolling? Did you look at all these pictures already? By the way. I mean, I have. Yeah. But All right, so there's the one? young guy who's surrounded by, like, ramen and Pepsi, and he's eating pickles out of a gigantic jar yep. that oh, are yes. surely room temperature. Dude, this guy and looks And his fucking looks trash bags. This... That, that's got to be a poop bucket back there. I mean. Oh, for sure. What is with this kid with the bucket? What the... Is this, is, this, is a cat. this is the inside of a truck. This is, like, the back of a fucking... What is this? They don't is this show... a U-Haul trailer? This yeah, is, I yeah. mean, this is this this one looks ridiculous. I'm like, what's up with this dude? And he's got packs of L and M cigarettes and a fairly new Stephen King book that came out in the last couple of years. He found it dumpster diving, like he probably did actually. Yeah, I love that that huge jar of pickles because I've actually purchased that exact jar before <laughs> from shoppers. It's like Mount Olive, whole Michael, deal. Is this Michael? Is this what happens to Michael if he lives on the road? Does he lose a ton of weight but become this guy? Yes. Jesus. Michael, go do it. <laughs> it's worth it. Oh, man. Yeah. No, I mean, what kind of cab is this fucking guy driving? They don't even it's definitely. Show- it's definitely a... Oh, yeah, it's, it's a moving truck. It has to be, right? I mean... It's what? wood, like wood panels, and the top of it has, like, these cross braces... It has to be. It's definitely. I mean, not, this isn't like, a cab. No, I don't. I don't think this is a cab. This is a moving, tr- a moving truck or a U-Haul 
or some shit like that. They didn't show the front of it for some reason. Like where this, you know, where the passenger seats are, driver, where the driver and passenger seats are. It's a trailer parked in a, well, actually, you know what? And see where he's standing in like the doorway or whatever that is. So is that where the, is that the outside? Is that where the, that must be the outside, right? So that's the back of the truck. So there's a couple questions I have. Um, if you look closely at the at the poop and pee bucket picture, you'll see <laughs> two sets of electric outlets in the wall. Right. So what is this? Hmm. You mean this guy's fucking box he lives in? Yeah. It's a box truck or something. This is not a fucking... With electrical outlets? Do they have plugs? And the floor looks suspicious, too. It could just be like some... Oh yeah, there's, a, paint. there's an actual like electrical outlet. Yeah, there's two of them. This is one a up shed. high and one. <laughs> this is a shed. He's living in a shed. Like he's living in a storage unit. Oh no! You know what this is? See the see the this ladder he's using floor. as a desk. Uh, this is this is a, a one of those trucks, one of those eighteen wheelers. It has a section like inside the trailer. That's what this is. This is a oh. section inside the trailer because I've never that, seen that that's a that's a that's a I never have either. But this this ladder that he's using could only be used to get inside of a trailer, and I can't think of why why the truck interior would be so boxy and so perfect and so without like all the molding and crap and all that stuff. Hmm. This is like the back. It's like the very front part or the very back part of a of a of a truck. I think. He's probably sitting on top of the thing that links up with the back of the truck. That like thing that his is his quote unquote bed. <laughs> huh. This poor son of a bitch. Yeah, man. Steve. It looks like he's been living there for a while. Because if you scroll up above the picture with all the ramen and Pepsi, and you look at the wall, it was like two thousand six, two thousand seven. 2011 or 2014 to 2012 like all these dates sort of written on there he's he's doing time he's well, crossing off the could have been someone geez. else's truck he's got toilet paper i guess too my god you gotta this do what poor, you gotta this do poor fucking guy he's got a pan can of bush's baked beans there which i've bought that exact can too several times <laughs> Michael, Mike, this look. is you I wouldn't buy a case of Pepsi, though. This is sleeping on a wooden plank covered in clothes. This is you. (laughs) It is totally you. (laughs) You're advertising your own article. I like how, out of all of us, I'm the homeless one for some reason. (laughs) I mean, you said you wanted to live in a truck. (laughs) You got me there. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, it's time for a career change, obviously. True. Go for, go for what you're passionate about. All right. So here we go. Here we get to debate the, the burning issue of the century. Mm-hmm. This article says, cursive is dumb. Stop passing laws that require schools to teach cursive. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Uh, should I should think- kids learn cursive? Yes. James? Huh? Should kids learn cursive? Should 10-year-olds today learn cursive? What for? See? What for? To to really support the argument, we'd have to know why it... Well, I know, actually, why it was being taught. It was being taught because that's how old old people used to write. You know, documents were 
in cursive, basically, in letters. This is a fancy way to sign your name. So I think you should. Ugh. I think kids should learn cursive. They should learn how a nice way to sign their names. <laughs> That's but, it. I mean, because right now we still use signatures in some ways as a like identifier in one way or another, even though it's stupid. I mean, for the next like maybe generation, like this, like next like ten or fifteen years, they should teach it. But they should stop after a while because signatures, signature and proofing technology will be so good at, in like ten or fifteen years that it won't matter anymore. You won't need that. Hopefully, most places will catch on with like digital signatures, and we won't. You won't need to be like, oh, did you sign this document? You know, like. But otherwise, why would you use cursive? Who uses cursive? Who writes anything anymore that isn't a fucking email or typed? You know. And every time I read someone's cursive, I'm like, what the fuck does it say? Because you can't read cursive. That's yeah. why they need to keep teaching it in schools. No, I know what I can read a cursive letter. I'm looking, I'm like, cursive is subjective. Have someone's cursive Good is Good like handwriting saying, is subjective. No, yeah, it's objective it, yeah, actually. No, I agree. You're right. But it's like saying so, this macaroni cheese is good or this macaroni cheese is not good. It's subjective. I like mine cheesy. You like yours like not cheesy. Like chicken scratch, yes. Yeah. So should let me let me flip let me flip the argument here. Should they continue to teach cursive in an effort to emphasize uh, good handwriting and writing skills in students? They should teach good, they should emphasize quality print writing, Mm -hmm. but the technique of cursive is to me a relic of the past. It's like teaching kids shorthand. It's not necessary. I think shorthand would have been a good thing to learn. Evan, do you know know shorthand? Should I? No. No, do you? No, I don't. He's like, should I? No. Do I? Yes. It (laughs) might have been good to learn for note-taking, like like, like in a post-college, post-collegiate type setting, like maybe 12th and 11th grade to learn shorthand so you could take better notes faster. That'd be a reason. But otherwise, there's no reason to learn shorthand. My mom showed me shorthand. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like, what is this? 2Q carrot slash. She's like, that's the grocery list. Like, oh. You, look, you didn't you didn't use um you didn't use probably any cursive after like ninth grade. I'm sure you didn't. I did. I use it in college. For what? For papers? You type papers For tests? up. So Evan went to high, to college long enough to go in the 80s that no I'm kidding no <laughs> no i mean he went so when i went to college My which is when, he, when wasn't working right when he went to college same time comp- obviously computers were a thing but so now if you look at a college class if you go walk into a college class every single desk is going to be open with a laptop right the laptop they're open when we went to school maybe one kid had a laptop everyone else was sitting there taking notes and then had a desktop back of their dorm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but who now but, everyone has a fucking computer or an when iPad you take or something. Notes, you're not so. using cursive. It's faster if you're good at it. Oh well, whatever. I can't read. Which it. is another reason why you should learn shorthand because that's even faster. We discussed this. I said that. I agree <clears> with you. Mm-hmm. Cursive. I, so I think. But what's faster, if, writing in cursive, writing in shorthand, or typing? If you know how to type well. Uh, if you could do any of them well, what typing, is the fastest? Typing is is typing's probably fastest, faster. Probably. 
but it can be like depending on the situation. You know, if you're in a classroom, it can be the most disruptive. Yeah. It depends on your keyboard, you know, of course. But that's it's little stuff. So here's another argument I have. If they how much time is being wasted teaching students cursive that will be put to good use, you know, giving them like filling in the gaps in their other parts of education. It's I don't think they probably, probably none. Even, I don't yeah, I don't think they waste any time to I mean, they probably when I was a kid, they didn't. It didn't seem like they spent much time teaching us cursive. Maybe I mean, like I, well, we maybe had, it seemed that way to you. Exercises and everything, but it's not like they're gonna ditch cursive, you know, and be like, okay, now that uh, cursive is out of the picture, we can finally learn about U.S. history. You know, it's not that. Yeah, no, it's not. Gonna maybe be it's because the teachers, the the up and coming teachers of our generation or a few years younger, were not comfortable with cursive so they're like let's just fucking ditch it because we don't want to teach it I think it's a good skill to have but you know if the schools make a decision to stop teaching it uh, if we'll say this if I had kids in school and the school was not teaching it I would teach them because I do think it's good to have Hmm. doesn't make you smarter it might make you know, if you're if you're really into history and you want to read some old letters and stuff, it might make it more personal being able to read them as they were written. But you know, I don't know. Right, you could read some old documents or stuff in their original form. Yeah, but... which by the way, everyone's. Well, I'll say I won't eh. say everyone. All the the nice historical documents. The that handwriting is magnificent. Yeah, it's so but magnificent. I, guess... I can't read it. Yeah, yeah, no one can read it. It's, it's so a fancy. lost fucking language, and it's, it's in fifty years it'll be a totally lost language. I mean, I can read cursive, but I'm trying yeah. to read that shit. It's like whoa. It's like, mm-mm. yeah. I mean, and you know, Go changes in language. Magna Carta. It can't be changes done. in no, language and phrasing leads to it. I mean, if we if that <laughs> oh, would yeah. be if the Constitution right now would be, or or you know, some of the amendments, some of the modern amendments were written in there, you could probably read it. Oh yeah, probably. Anyways, um, all right. So we've solved nothing. We yeah. don't know, <laughs> but that's fine. We're not here to solve anything, so it's all good. Except the weight problem, snake juice. Yep, no, okay. saving all lives. Right. All right, one fat fuck at a time. No, all right. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> all right. Next up, thing I have here is uh, an article on the Huffington Post. And this person kind of did an investigation uh, regarding depression. And so the the title is, The Real Causes of Depression Have Been Discovered and Are Not What You Think. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. So everyone always says, oh, it's a chemical imbalance in the brain. That's kind of the go-to. Right. That's the reason. Here, take the Zoloft, you'll feel better, or Xanax, or whatever it is. You know? Um... So this this article goes on and talks about other causes, uh, including, you know, they, they cite this, this guy who was tasked by Kaiser Permanente, this doctor. He said, look, I want you to study uh, weight, obesity, weight loss. Start start fresh. Try anything. I like where this is going, Mike. Whatever. I think, I think we're on the same page. Um, they found that 
a lot of people who were obese were depressed. Yep. Um, so he got people to lose weight. Um, but a lot of them would gain it back. Like one woman, he took her down, he took her down from 408 to 132 pounds. Mm-hmm. That says, quite suddenly, for no reason anyone could see, she put on 37 pounds in the space of a few weeks. Uh, before long, she was back above 400 pounds. Wow. So the doctor asked her what changed when she started to lose weight. Uh, it says, it says when she, she's finally after a while talking to her, it'd be like, so what's the deal? You know? So she said when she was obese, men never hit on her. But when she got down to a healthy weight for the first time in a long time, she was propositioned by men. She fled and right away began to eat compulsively and she couldn't stop. Mm-hmm. And then he asked her, when did you start putting on weight? Like originally. And says she thought about uh, eleven when she was eleven years old. So he asked her, "Was there anything else that happened to you when you were eleven? And she said, "That's when my grandfather began to rape me." What a twist! Mm-hmm. Went down a went down a dark hallway there. It did. It did. Um. So he spoke to one hundred and eighty three people in this program that he had. of them had been sexually abused. Um, One woman said she put on weight after she was raped because overweight is overlooked and that's the way I need to be. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It it says here, uh, you know, a lot of these women have been making themselves overweight for an unconscious reason to protect themselves from the attention of men. Uh... It says, what we had perceived as the problem, major obesity, was in fact very frequently the solution to problems that the rest of us knew nothing about. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, food is a, a common um, thing to turn to for people who suffered physical or emotional abuse as a child. So uh, they did a, uh, they did a, this led to, okay, let's do a, let's do a, a, some more research on this. And they did a, they did a questionnaire to 17,000 patients in San Diego who were just coming in for general stuff. Like, oh, I have a headache, I have a broken leg, whatever. They asked if any of 10 bad things that happened to you as a kid like you were neglected or you're emotionally abused or whatever. And then they asked if you, then this is all self-reporting, right? So this is if, if you have any of 10 psychological problems, which is interesting, they list psychological problems like obesity. Mm-hmm. That's debatable by the way, but, or depression or addiction. So once the numbers were added up, childhood trauma caused the risk of adult depression to explode if you had seven categories of traumatic event as a child, so any of the seven categories, you were 3,100% more likely <laughs> to attempt to commit suicide as an adult. Jesus Christ. 
and more than 4,000% more likely to be an injecting drug user. That's incredible. It's like, God damn. The suicide thing I understand. The, the drug user thing I don't understand. It's what a, is, just an escape. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just huh, okay. it's the same. It's kind of the same thing. Just, you know. Um, so the author of this article um, said she had her own talk with the doctor. And after this and that, she had her own childhood trauma. She was strangled with an electrical cord. Among other acts. I'm not sure what happened with that. Um, so I'm not saying this person's obese, but I think they're depressed. Mm-hmm. So it looks like one of the main reasons for depression is not a chemical imbalance in your brain, but childhood trauma. That definitely plays a large part. Mm-hmm. And the, the whole... So it's, it's funny you mentioned the obesity thing. And this... When I said I think we're on the same page, I was definitely wrong. <laughs> um, but I will say that <clears throat> a, a slight rewording is not illegitimate. So a hormone imbalance can cause depression, and you can mm-hmm. sort of re you can bring your hormones back into homeostasis Uh-oh. by appropriate uh, dietary changes. Mm-hmm which also helps with obesity and confidence and everything, but you know, not childhood abuse. That's that stays with you for a long time. I'm actually going to read through this whole article. That's pretty interesting. No, it is. It is a pretty good article. There's actually more to it than what I just talked about. Um, it's kind of a long article, but that's a good one though. Definitely check it out. Um, it's very interesting. So, uh, and then the pee bottle. Yeah. So this, (laughs) So actually, uh, let me just talk about this real quick. So, the talk about this is my wife found pee bottles and cum shirts. So yeah. I forgot that part. <laughs> I forgot that part. Yeah, in the attic. And he says, and he writes here. And I swear to God, there is really a good explanation. No, but she refuses to speak a single word with me. This is the quintessential case of it's not what it looks like. I mean, it's kind of what it looks like. Well, it's it's. What it looks like and what it is. <clears throat> Why are you throwing them in the fucking attic, guy? <laughs> so he wrote TLDR, a minor medical condition causes me to pee a lot and using bottles made sense. This, made this, I go made this sense. Grammar is since it was fantastic. impossible to leave my work from home desk sometimes and the wife found them. Cum shirts didn't help. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Then he said, then he writes a little edit. Based off everyone's response, apparently the extenuating circumstances still don't make it make sense. (laughs) So, yeah. I might have to read through this too. Yeah, uh, it's funny. Just check it out. Um, If you just Google, I mean, what did I, I I Googled divorce pee bottles. And there's the first article. The first thing is an article about this. The second thing is the actual Reddit post that comes up. So, so yeah, just check it out. Cum shirts. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, thank you for all those uh, those great reads and insights, Mike. You bet. You bet. James. Yep. What do we got? What do you have to share with us? 
So I got a couple things here. What the um, fuck is this? I saw this and I was like, <laughs> this is great. It's like the best thing I've ever seen. St. Mattis of Quantico, patron <laughs> saint of chaos. It's, it's, I, I, I was watching um, the guy who does... Uh, the guy who does... He had an article about that the Game of Thrones photo. Three pictures in was one of his co-workers at the newspaper he works at sitting at his desk, and he had this picture framed on his desk. And I was like, I need to find that photo. And yeah, I just thought it was the best thing in the world, so I was like, I need that. For a 12 um, by 18 for 20 bucks, that's totally worth it. It's totally worth it, 100%. 100%. Um, it seems yeah, like it's available they, in three sizes, although I don't see a way of selecting... Yeah, they don't have the full-size the poster other, one. The other sizes. So. Yeah, that would have been great. Um, you can yeah, find it. In, you need a twenty-four by thirty-six of this. I you think can Google it. like you know, uh, Google Mattis Pope Mattis, and you'll find it. It'll oh, come okay. Up. Or Saint Mattis, and you'll find it. There's a several different versions of it, but this is the best one that I've seen. Um, the other one was just Mattis and Mattis quotes because I once I got onto Mattis, I was thinking about his quotes. Um, and uh, this thing is spaced with moth Russia. Should say Mother Russia. Um, <laughs> And this is just a cool video, uh, definitely worth watching. It's a 3D, I mean, it's a it's a three a 360 video uh, of a spacewalk, and it's pretty long. I think mean, it's like 18 or 19 minutes long. Um, no, it's three minutes long. Never mind, I'm an idiot. Anyway, it's three minutes long, three three minutes and 30 seconds long. But they're throwing the whole time. They're they're they're. The I mean I'm gonna say the Russian space program, but I don't know what they're doing. But they're throwing these they're throwing these things out of the just into the atmosphere. They're like oh, and then at one point they say oh this is a satellite, and it just the guy just tosses it and it goes you know it gets sucked off into space you know and goes around so it's going around the planet, and a couple times you see it in the high speed camera, either. They pass the same object again, or they're throwing more objects out. But it's just kind of funny to see them like, and you're like this very Russian satellite delivery system where the astronaut literally tosses it out of the fucking window of the space station um, into the and says, <laughs> "Okay, goodbye, you know, good luck, my friend," you know. So it's kind of like that. But it was, it's, it's a good video to watch and. I think it's 360 um, RT on RT's site. They're like, oh, the flat earthers are going to be salty or whatever, you know, but I thought it was pretty good. So, I mean, how this is how else are they supposed to get rid of the pee bottles and cum shirts, James? Yeah, exactly. You toss them out of you the know. spaceship. Yeah, that's what this guy was, this other guy was <laughs> lacking. But yeah, if you're into space, um, this is really good. It's cool. Um, the camera work is pretty, camera works really well, and you can. If you've never used 360 video, you can literally just take your mouse and walk it around and see in 360, 360 degrees, you know, and it shows him, it tells you when he's throwing something out, you know, it points an arrow says so you can look at it so you can catch him throwing it out or whatever. He does one at 30 seconds and he does a bunch more later on. So kind of interesting. But yeah, that's all I had. All right. Um, I think that brings us to the end of the show. Is anyone have anything else they'd like to talk about? Uh, I just wanted to mention, I don't know if we mentioned it before, I don't think we did, that China just landed something on the moon. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. They sure did. They went to the dark side, I think. That's right. 
which apparently isn't as dark as you think it is. No. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they landed some kind of rover device there and are conducting experiments and all kinds of stuff. They sent pictures back, which looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Better than any other fucking pictures I've ever seen of the moon. I'm sure you've seen some of the comparisons. Like, <clears throat> this is a picture from the moon, and it looks great. It's like 4K. It's like, this is a picture from a bank ATM, and it's like <laughs> pixelated garbage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Although, it's funny you mention that, Evan. I was just reading an article about a guy who wrote a little thing from He worked at Target. Target or something like that, loss prevention. I think it was Target. And uh, he said, oh, no, all the video cameras there are 4K. All, nice. you know. He was like, you can zoom in and read the writing on someone's class ring. Nice. He's like, he's like I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, we identify someone that way. Like, Really? Yeah. Huh, so cool. apparently they're, they are getting upgraded in some places, you know. Right. So I guess the ones we see in the news for some reason are always from ATMs or some other garbage. I don't know why, but some small town in Wisconsin. Yeah, it was brand so. new in 1983. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, maybe we can talk more next week about what uh, what China is doing on the moon. There. Oh, well, that's obvious. We're building a base, probably. I mean, China's going to go all the way. Where we limited ourselves they're gonna go all the way they've basically said that so i um, watched i watched mr robot the tv okay. show mm-hmm. and in the tv show china annexes the congo oh you know they're about to do that right well kind, i kind i know of? i know china's over there somewhere in africa somewhere now doing they're something over there like crazy i just don't know what in locations right yeah so they they basically <laughs> own um, like the ports of Kenya or something like that, and mm. Kenya owns them like owes them like a shitload of money. <laughs> so if they don't pay back, China's gonna be like, okay, this is our port now. Yeah, I mean China, China's China basically does that. They go in Af- all the places where the U.S. won't go. They go there and loan them tons and tons of money with zero restrictions. Where we say no, human rights. They're like China's like, no, we don't care. Do your thing, B. Yeah, money. Um. So <laughs> these guys line their these crooked, you know, criminal politicians line their pockets and China's just slowly China's playing the long game, dude. They're playing the long game and they're gonna they're gonna have more landmass than us and they're gonna have they need that space, you know, and they're it's it's it, you know, it's bad for America. It's bad for the world. China's like bad for everybody. So Oh. That's just me being I like had a thought. I was watching a YouTube I was watching a YouTube <laughs> China's. I was watching a YouTube video about their um one child policy and why they loosened that to two child policy uh in most cases. And like if you were in the rural areas they they just don't enforce it. And the argument was officially it was because there was a growing elderly population and if parents only had one children then that puts a large burden on the child to take care of their own parents and their spouse's parents and grandparents and stuff like that. But I think they want a larger Chinese population to spread across the world and capitalize on other nations and then send money back to China and basically stage a gradual global takeover. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me at all. There, there, there's the and that's like, of course, it's us being very extreme, but um, there's the Confucius 
I think they're called a Confucian Thought Society. So, okay, have you guys seen Uh-oh. these these things? Like, you get them in the mail. Why did say, I? Why did I bring this up? This is gonna take us down some. It's <laughs> talking about the Confucian Thought Society. What the fuck? <laughs> it's like we're so ghetto ass. Uh, ghetto ass. Ghetto ass women. Let me finish. It gets better. Have you seen these things that come around in the mail? They say like Yusheng, or it's a it's a dancing troupe. Yes, Shen Shenyang or something. Shenyang. Okay, yeah. so Shenyang is actually. Oh yeah, I want to go see that. Yeah, well, don't take anyone Chinese. Uh oh. Um, the reason is is because Shenyang is funded by the Falun Gong. Okay, now, oh. if you don't know what the Falun Gong is, they're basically yeah. So they're considered in China as an evil cult, um, and they're like kind of hunted down and kind of KOS'd in China killed on the spot, you know, kill on site in China um, because they're just a hated group in China for history, historical history that I don't know about. They're probably not that bad, but whatever, for whatever reason, you know, they're kind of like they're the way we would view like a, a Jehovah's Witness. That's how they view them in China. Except so, we don't hunt down and kill Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, exactly. So the Falun Gong... Yeah, the Falun Gong in that Yusheng uh, show is sending a anti sort of anti-China message, but it's so thinly, it's so well veiled that you would only know if you knew China. Like if you'd been to China and you could read Chinese, otherwise you won't even know what you're seeing. You know what I mean? You'll just kind of, you'll just kind of be like, oh, there was some group that was persecuted by China, but in China, and you kind of, and Americans, as Americans, were like, yeah, of course, China persecutes somebody. That's no big deal. We get it. You know. Um, but I don't think China knows that. Like, they don't know how we think of them. So they're kind of having this battle for our, for our good graces between them and the Confucius. And I'm, it's not called the Confucian Thought Society. It's called the Confucian Something Society. But basically, every major college campus in the United States has a fraternal order. I'm going to call it a fraternal order, but it's not that. It's a club of the Confucius art society or whatever. And what they do is they keep track of Chinese students and they also keep track of Chinese <laughs> optics on, on uh, what, how Chinese, how, how Chinese, how China is viewed on American campuses and Canadian campuses. So um, there's one guy who I watch his videos, and he was talking about this. That's why I got him from. His name's Sapienza Z or whatever, and he lives yes, in China. Yes, Serpenza. Serpenza, yeah, 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 yep. that guy. So he lives in China. He's talking about this, and he said he came to America, and he was telling people about – he wrote, he did a movie, a documentary about driving on a motorcycle across China. And he was – you know, basically, it's like, oh, China's beautiful. Uh, I drove through a poor area, whatever. And he said while he's talking, the Confucius Society is, like, interrupting him constantly. At his talk, well, they're they're not poor there, and da 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 da, da you know, and th- because they want to shape the narrative, right? So there's all this stuff going on, like these games are going on that we don't know about. Um, China is definitely like you shouldn't. I don't. I feel like there there's just levels and levels to this Chinese game. You know what I mean? That we don't Americans don't even see because we're used to like a the only game we really understand in the grand scale is like. Stand on the front of battle, war, warriors against warriors. Like we understand that, right? Like we understand like armed conflict, and we even understand guerrilla warfare. 
but we don't understand like total war, which is what China practices, which China's uh, generals have said they practice on all their enemies, including us. Total war. That means economic warfare, cyber warfare, you know, um, and on the social front. So they've been practicing on us for years. So it wouldn't surprise me if we have a serious problem with China in 20 or 30 years. You know, Mm -hmm. they're just they're they're poised. They're getting ready and they're taking they're playing the long game. And America is naive and we have idiots in the White House and we've had many idiots in the White House who just kind of said, oh, well, you know, we're just going to we're just they're taking this like let's wait and see approach or this short sighted approach with China. And China's not our friend, dude. They're not our friend. We need to be we need to be self-reliant and get out of their fucking pockets. And since you bring that up, I had forgotten that I, I um, glanced at an article about their uh, sort of accelerating military technology. And yeah. one of their Navy ships was spotted with an assumed to be functional hypersonic railgun. Yeah, absolutely. Which is like, they shouldn't have had that for another six years, but they got one now. What the fuck? Well, they've been stealing from us like it's going out of style. <laughs> so do I we, doubt the railgun is real any guns? good. Yes. Yeah. We do. Yeah. Yep. I, I doubt the railgun is any good. Theirs is probably not great because nothing in China is really great, but it's probably good enough to do some serious damage to some shit. Now, there's a thing. Um, this is what got me started on this whole China thing earlier, like uh, yeah, a couple days ago. A Chinese general or an admiral said, if you want to make America look at you and 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 take pause when they deal with you, he was like, destroy two of their carrier battle groups. And then to destroy two of their supercarriers, and then the Americans will take you seriously. That's what he just recently said that, and I need to find the article about it. Hmm. I hope they don't. <laughs> I mean, oh, well, I hope they don't try. Yeah, see, you know, it's the funny thing, right? Take us back to um, maybe that maybe his comment was part of their non-aggressive warfare. Like, you know, take us take us to... It's like, all you got to do is say it, and now we're paying attention. Take us to the maddest quotes here, you know? Just really quickly. Let me just jump to the... Oh, wait. Did I not have the quotes lined up? I don't have them. I, I switched the sites around, I think. Yeah, I switched the sites around. I'm a bungler. Did I? Yeah, oh, I Keep did. going. Keep going. Oh, no. It's down here. It's down here. Yeah, so he says, uh, I come in peace. I didn't bring artillery, but I'm pleading with you. With tears in my eyes, if you fuck with me, I will kill you all. And and look, I hate to say this, but this is like how America functions, right? Like this is capitalism is this system. You know, it's more complicated, but it's this system. It's like I can destroy you. And really, uh, capitalism is a system about destroying each other. It's not about being friends. You know, we're friends somehow despite capitalism, you know? But it's ultimately about fucking ass raping the man next to you and taking his money and doing your own thing with it until you in turn get ass raped. So I I don't I mean, I, I feel like people fuck with us. They don't get it right. They don't get the personality that's bred by this. And that most a lot of people are like there. There are a lot of bleeding heart liberals here. Like, oh, God, leave them alone. But, dude, a major atrocity like you blow up two supercarriers, you blow up one supercarrier. Every single person in the country is going to be like, oh, it's fucking war, B. Mm-hmm. If I see a Chinese guy on the street, 
I'm deading them. Like, you know, it's going to be open <laughs> season. They're going to open those old camps up they had for Chinese, for Japanese people, and they're going to shovel these motherfuckers in. And, and you know, no one's going to say anything or care. So, gentlemen, you know? we got a new upgrade to the Continental Railroad. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Get those fucking ugly chink hats. You know, that's it's gonna it's, it's all gonna come out, dude. It's all gonna come yeah. out. Americans are the best and worst people in the world, and it's all gonna come out. You know, you don't want to fuck with us because we're not right in the head. You know, we're not like these old countries. They're old as fuck, right? They're old. They're like, oh, we've been doing this for years. We know about warfare. Yeah. Okay, guy. Look, you don't know about like being fucking crazy. Like, you world know, more champions. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I just don't little. I don't, you know. I don't know, you know. I worry about this stuff, but at the same time, I'm just like, all right, B, go for it. Shoot your shot. <laughs> you know, shoot your shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy. Okay. Well, I'm glad we talked about that. Uh, any other things that anyone wants to bring up no um okay. actually yeah i got something else <laughs> oh so i just saw this while i was flipping through um i saw this when i was flipping through i happened to go on i don't know what got me here but i was on deviant art while you guys were talking and i just stumbled upon you know of course deviant you see all kinds of things basically it's people's cartoon drawings of them as furries and people's technical drawings of robots and people's drawing of anime girls and then the occasional odd bit of porn that somehow gets onto DeviantArt. And people are like, this is art. It's not just porn, you know? So I just noticed there seem to be a lot of pictures of, like, women holding a human head and then, like, wearing a different human head. Like, they're holding the head that should go with the body. But then they're also, they have a different head, you know? And I saw a couple images of, like, the two heads talking to each other. And then I now, after that, I started looking, and I saw more and more. And then there's, so there's a thing. There's a thing called skin suits. And it is a thing. It is more than just, like, a weird anomaly that I just ran across. I'm going to put a link to this one person's page, skin skin suit lover one two three, who has a bunch of different skin suit shit from a bunch of different artists on her page or on their page. There's a thing going on here, and I don't know what it is, but I'm gonna put it in the extra section. If you want to look at it, please take a look. It's fucking different. It's some different shit. Oh boy. Well, I'll I'll take a look. Anyways, I'm going to say this episode is closed. (laughs) No more (laughs) tangents or rants or anything. Uh, Thank you all for listening. If you'd like to get in contact with us, uh, you can visit our website, iopanelpodcast.com, to see all of our social media links and resources. You can email us directly, feedback at iopanelpodcast.com. Back on the website, You'll see ways to support us if you'd like to. Uh, Amazon affiliate link, Patreon, uh, all that good stuff. Um, And jumping back to email, we'd really like to know if there's anything that you, the listeners, would like to see from us, the presenters. Um, Yeah, so with that being said, 
I think we had a, a great show, one of our longer ones. I know not everyone's always happy about that, but uh, if you made it this far, thank you very much from the bottom and the top and the middle of our super and morbidly obese hearts. Um, we'll talk to you next week. It's time.